Joan by Ausgeir Ingolfsson. As you stand there, tied to the stake, feeling the flames dancing around you, you can only think about one thing. Not about France, and not about God, and not about the girl you loved or the boy you killed, no. None of that. You can only think about hoverboards. A hoverboard that will rise to the heavens. You dream of gliding over the highways of the future. You dream of gliding over the killing fields of the future. You dream of crucifixion, the guillotine or the electric chair. Anything but this stinking fire. You dream of taking a swim in the Seine. You dream of finding the winds in your face while you burn at the stake and your face peels off and your clothes peel off and your skin peels off and then you don't know anything anymore. a city where the sun is a mirror and the moon a shadow, where dancers cavort in forbidden operas, making love to forgetting and flame, where the wealthy play at war with silver swords and silken sashes, where the people mine the dead heart of a burning star for cannonballs and pipework, and where a thousand secrets hide in a forest of paper and ink. Here the five key bearers reside, the five who know the secrets of the broken gates of death. Five. Five only. There is no sixth spire, forlorn and forgotten in the desert. There is no one who looks to the displaced, the poor and destitute and landless, whose ancestry has been stripped from them by foreign looms and foreign sparcraft, and no one has ever heard of the House of Endings. But this is their story. Their roots pulled up and burned, they stand in filth up to their necks, and that is precisely why they must keep their heads ever high. Welcome to Uduasha, immigrant. May it fear the name of the house you will build. Welcome to Desperate Attoon, an actual play podcast about characters with their identities in peril, played by an international cast devoted to fiction-first gaming, collaborative world-building, and complex character drama. Welcome back, everyone, to Desperate Attune and to the House of Endings. And today we are in the middle of a score. We are in the middle of, in fact, uh, an opera, weirdly. Uh, So last session, our crew went to the opera to watch a fake mystical play inspired by a real mystical play. Uh, This is all a con set up by uh, Bidruhi's current girlfriend to steal a book from House on Kayat. Girlfriend seems like a strong way to put it, yeah. but okay. Yeah. You well, should always put it very strongly. Yeah. Okay? No half uh-huh. measures. His, uh, his uh, current squeeze, I don't know. Girlfriend. Yes, girlfriend. <clears throat> uh, to steal a book of which you know nothing, actually, which is in the possession of an exceedingly dull man named Salman Ankayat. He has withdrawn this from the library after much 
and negotiating with his family in order for him to use the book to study the secrets contained in this play. So that was the scam that was set up. Fake play, lure out the guy with the valuable book, steal the book. Uh, the crew has somewhat complicated this by how Saida has a plan to turn the fake mystical play into a real mystical play by summoning a demon in the middle of it. As you do. Which last session he had figured out to do. But uh, it has not yet been done. It is going to be done with a song in which I think pretty much most of the player characters are participating. And uh, in all of the chaos of setting up a song to summon a demon and then leap out to Salman and Kayat and duel him to impress the girl, Muntaz, who's playing the lead role. In all of this chaos, uh, Salman's driver, uh, Vol, has taken the book and handed it over to one of the falconers, one of the law enforcement officers, Captain Peregrine, who is sitting uh, at the very back row of the theater. And uh, that's basically where we left off, with the uh, other notable detail being that uh, Shere Katam, with his mask, is sitting in a tree, ready to pounce, oh, yes. and do a bit of improvised tiger attacking in the play, which isn't in the script, but you guys worked it in. It's very important. Yes. The South Asian uh, theater tradition, uh, especially the folk tradition, has always been incredibly improvisational, and with much yeah. audience participation, so really... By decolonizing. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yes. I'll be honest. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure what what the point of like I, I know like there Vidro explained uh, what he wanted to get out of this, but neither, neither I nor my character understand why we have to attack. Yeah, it's because Vidro <laughs> wanted to look cool. There is no other reason. So oh, I see. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and this way, you also get to look cool because you're going to yes. be a tiger. You're going to make your what was the noise? Hurum. That's what sold uh, uh, Mushvik, that he, <laughs> he gets to actually do something in this play where otherwise he's just been a tiger uh, sitting in a corner. But, yes. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, the plan is an improvised tiger attack, then a demon summoning Arya, then dueling Salman, <laughs> and then somehow you aim to profit through all this. Um, another detail to add is yeah. that Moss is currently invisible on stage having rendered herself right. invisible by the arts she learned in the desert. And uh, so, uh, yeah, there's there's a lot going on. Pidrohi is the only person actually on stage doing normal things in, in his role. And I think uh, that's where we left off. Mumtaz is going to be so happy with us. No, she will be very happy with me. Yes, okay, sorry. <laughs> Yes. Uh, Get your own girlfriend. Should we do introductions of people, by the way? I completely forgot to do that as we were doing the... Yes, pretty good idea. Uh -huh. Yeah, so uh, Bidrohi is played by Klo. Hello, Klo. Hello. Uh, Moss is played by Emma. That's me. Uh, Mushfik or Shere Katam is played by Adiat. Hello. And Saida is played by Tree. Assalamualaikum. <laughs> yes. Quick draw there. Um, yes. So uh, this is where we are. And I think that we are kicking off uh, the. Well, unless someone has a way to interfere with uh, Captain Peregrine <clears throat> flipping through the book bound in blue leather at the back. Um, 
I think we're kicking this off. I, I wish yeah. that I did. I think that we are kicking this off with the tiger attack leading up to the song that will summon the demon. Mm. Yeah, I think I think we do have a means of interception here, mm-hmm. which is that the two two uh, rowdy audience members who have been just sitting down, just watching the play with increasing amounts of consternation and boredom. Yeah and getting increasingly drunk and who have had one instruction which was keep an eye on the people on this table and this book mm-hmm. uh, they are going to get up and charge at vol and demand that he give them back their money or whatever <laughs> okay it sounds like no one is leading them in doing this but you can roll for them alone yes i mean they don't need they don't need leadership i mean you know they they're two adult they're two adult human beings, uh, masters of the sword. Uh-huh. You know? And you are talking about your cohort members, of course, who are named yes, uh, Pilot and Murad, right? Yes, Murad the Bold. Uh-huh. Yeah. So a brief description of them again. Murad is big, slow, and bald. And Pilot is, what was Pilot's description? Pilot doesn't have a description. Pilot doesn't have a description. Pilot's description was vaguely a joke about how she can pilot a bed. Oh, right. Yes. Uh, okay. Maybe we should nice. give Pilot a description. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah. I think in order to make this a funny combo, it makes sense that Murad is big and bald, and Pilot is small and fierce and feisty. So yes. like they're both good fighters, but mm. Pilot is the sort of person who fights by punching people in the groin, you know, because she's yes. short enough to reach to conveniently punch. Yeah. Yes, and Murad is a, a big guy. None of them are exceptionally good fighters, but this is how they fight. Yes, excellent. Mm-hmm. These are our people. Yep, mm-hmm. and they are going to rush Vol and start demanding their money back from him. Yes, you know they okay. have. I mean, that was the idea that you know, if anything happens, if like this Weasley-looking dude, um, you know, starts like, just keep an eye on the book and improvise. So, mm-hmm. what good. they choose to do. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. So then it sounds like you're making a roll for them. No one is leading them, so no PC gets to aid. And it's straightforwardly risky and standard in the sense that they can cause a distraction and a diversion Mm -hmm. to get Peregrine otherwise occupied. And the risk is that Peregrine is easily powerful enough to just have them thrown out of the theater, not because he's a cop or anything, just because he's a a high-ranking member of society who can demand that ruffians be removed. And look, that, look at this. Pilot and Bald Murad have rolled a six. Okay, so they, they oh roll up God. to Vol and start. I think what happens is that they turn up to Vol, and it turns out that he actually does owe money to someone who looks an awful lot like Murad. <laughs> <laughs> you mean Bald? <laughs> yes. Bald and big. And it's one of those. He probably, someone's probably told him, you know, there's going to be a bald big guy coming after you if you don't pay. And so he starts to actually panic and be like, oh, no. uh, sir, sir, so I'm with my good friend here, Captain Peregrine, Captain Peregrine, my good friend. Could you please lend me some money, Captain Peregrine? And Captain Peregrine is like, in a moment, in a oh moment. Oh, my God. <laughs> and uh, there is a large kerfuffle, which will require some straightening out. So mm-hmm. whatever Peregrine was hoping to do with the book, he doesn't have time. You have successfully stalled him as he tries to clear up this confusing misunderstanding that is evolving and i think it, it evolves to get worse you know revol goes like i'll give mr so-and-so his money back and murad goes like mr yes right that guy 
I wouldn't put it past me. I wouldn't put it past them for like pilot to then jump in and demand some extra money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there is a long and confusing back and forth uh, at the back of the room, which annoys everyone else slightly. Excellent. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's up to you in what order you want to fire off the steps of your plan. But I think the idea was for Sherry Katham to jump down on stage mm-hmm. and do a cool tiger attack with Pidrahi first. Yes. Yeah. That's exactly what's going to happen. So, uh, yeah, Shrek Hatham, he's, um, he's rigged up a prop tree so that he can be very well hidden. Yep. And I think, um, oh, wait, no, but because, um, Saida had uh, requested that whatever, you know, a foolish, pl- fo- a foolish plan that Bidre and I have uh, cooked up uh, should happen after her plan, which is she'll give the oh, signal, yeah. right? Uh, okay. Yes. Yeah. All right. Yes. So Saida's summoning ritual is first. Good. That's worse in every way. But there you go. <laughs> no, it's not. It's gonna be fine. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. We'll go on is then. Saida's summoning ritual the same as the area? Yes, it is. Yes. Okay. Yes. So yes. you're all going to, as Mumtaz sings, you're all going to join in, and uh, Saeed is basically going to turn the song back into the summoning ritual it originally was in the ancient and actually occult version of this play, mm-hmm. which Mumtaz doesn't actually know about. Why would yeah. she? Um, I remember that Saeed said that there's a phrase that at least Moss must repeat. Yeah, I think I am. I am like there, invisible, with probably with the mask of the peacock god, yeah. to just like whisper the whisper the missing words into the song, or like yeah. sing them into the song Pretty much, when yeah. necessary. Uh-huh. Do you remember the words, Emma? Because I do. Um, oh, I, I... I don't remember them myself. I shall write them down then. Okay. Uh, another thing of note is that Ifede, who is Moss's friend is here and eager to spy on all of your delicious occult secrets. So far, you have succeeded in not revealing anything to her, but she is here, she is watching, she is interested. Oh, she's gonna, she's in for a show. Mm -hmm. She is. She sure is. Okay. These Uh, are the words. I'm happy to let the play proceed um... Until the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think it is Moss insti- instigating the moment when Saida sends the signal. And uh, what happens is Mumtaz begins to sing, and then she like basically stops, and the part where where the magic words go, so to speak, are just instrumental in their version, because they haven't found the complete version of the play. Uh, so Mumtaz falls silent, and there is this like kind of jarring pause in the music where someone is like gently hitting a drum in the background and uh, all you hear is is this incessant tapping and moss you're up so i think the the moment happens um like it's obviously like we we know that it has to happen in the play it's the part where Mumtaz herself comes on stage as the peacock god, or as the peacock, I guess. Yeah. Um, and she sings this song, and I think there is um, a repeating part. It's probably a refrain 
that has its meter adjusted slightly yeah. um, to make to like adjust for the fact that some words have been taken out, but there's still this kind of pause in there that they've tried to make elegant um, yeah. and mostly succeeded, I'm sure. But Moss will sing into this uh, into this pause the phrase, which is uh, they then threw Prince. Prince Katam into the wilderness after it was done. I'm not going to yeah. see it. I don't know if it's uh -huh. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. It is sung. And I think as it is sung, I think that Moss and Saida, at minimum, are doing a group action mm. to summon something. Yes. <laughs> this is what this is for. Yeah, cool. Um, um, and it's desperate because you are attempting to summon the demon of wings, which is an extremely abstract thing. And you're yes, also attempting to. <laughs> I I don't even think you know precisely what you're doing, but you're hoping that this will give Salman, make Salman's destiny clear to him, right? That was mm -hmm. something like. Oh, That's one of the things. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, what kind of effect are we at currently? So to summon to just to summon the demon and have it like be in the play and then do its thing, you have standard effect because you <laughs> figured out how to do that. You will. Uh, with standard effect, you will have no control over it whatsoever, mine, so... Yes. Mm. That, that, that is, indeed. I think the, the reason I'm asking this question is, with great effect, could we direct the demon in some way? Yes. With great effect, you can absolutely direct the demon in some <laughs> way. I think with great effect, what you're going to get is not just that it manifests in the play. And as a demon of wings, I think it will manifest in the costumes of every single actor who wears a feathered mask. Mm -hmm. So nice. it's going to manifest not spontaneously. It won't like appear as a mass of feathers on stage. <clears throat> it will sort of be in the costumes. Um, so that's what you can do with standard effect. With great effect, you can direct it with song. So like ah, yes. whatever instructions so, are sung at it in the correct meter, it will follow. So what two ways that I can see is getting us to great, great effect, right? Um, one of it would be a, it probably has to be a flashback setup action. Um, can you set up actions? For, I never know this bit of the, the anyway, like yeah. to try and get a glance at the, at the book. Um, because I'm yeah. sure there's some info in there. The yeah. other is we, we could also just push our trade position for effect. Um, and I, I can see how that is just like trying to command the demon making it more, both more, more stressful and more desperate, um, but also... It already is desperate, mind. It's a desperate standard by the end. Yeah, mm. all right. But there, um, there is an extremely I... desperate, right? Yeah. Yeah, deadly. Uh-huh, I'll allow it. Um, but I think I, so I took warded in the previous session because I figured we were going to be rolling this and I mm -hmm. thought, well, we will need, um, I will need the ability to resist, mm -hmm. but, it, but we could use it to push instead. And I almost like that fictionally okay. because um, what I was thinking uh, for Warded is that I think that like Saida has been spending some time now thinking she's going to make a god, right? And the, the, like she's not really settled on how one does this. It's all very theoretical and experimental at the same time. Mm -hmm. But one of the things that she's done, I think, is that 
she has she has made a song um, intended as uh, as like a funeral dirge for Vince Carter, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. it is a it is a magical word in that she is summoning her prince who does not exist to save her in some fashion, right? Yep. And All right. the reason that this line is really important is that it's part of that song. So I think I'm going to mark my special armor here to push myself. Okay, for perfect. great effect. Great. All and right. What I'm doing is I'm asking, I want to be very clear that what I'm doing is I'm asking a god that I have yet to invent to intercede on my behalf. Yep. And the presumption that like when I invent it, it will be uh-huh. able to work backwards in time. Yes. Very good. It's, this it's is, like so. the inverse of the the, the like hop of the basilisk. Yes, Roko's basilisk. I was thinking okay, of that yeah. too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, uh-huh. indeed. Before you yes. before you roll, <clears throat> I would very much like after all this is done, assuming we survive, for Moss to ask Saida, who the hell Prince Katam is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's an important question. Because. Not only does our audience not know, I also think none of our characters have any idea what the hell this, what the hell no, this no, is. No. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Excellent. Hey, this is yeah. play to find out. Yes. This is also not unusual in a, an, an ancient place, I will say, that they just go like, we will now make a reference to the character that everyone in our time knows, so we need to explain nothing. <laughs> this happens yeah. fairly often in ancient literature. So. Yeah, <laughs> it is a thing. Uh, um, Okay, cool. So who is leading this group action? I can see it being Saida because she knows what's going on, or Moss because Moss is on stage. So I'll let you choose who is leading. How much uh, stress do you have, Moss? Uh, four left. I have five, I think. But equally, I'm one trauma down and you're not. So I don't want to deprive you of... No, I'm also four left. I... If you want to oh, okay. risk trauma, that's fine. If you don't want to, I'm happy to lead. I yeah. am always ready to risk trauma. I'll lead. Yeah, the person who leads also takes more of the risk. So I guess Moss is leading. Yeah. Good. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Des- desperate consequences on the line. Great effect. And what will happen here with great effect is you will manifest this demon and you will be able to direct it by singing. <laughs> Excellent. That's exactly what I yeah. want. Mm-hmm. Um, are we rolling? Sorry, the last thing. Are we rolling the singing, in which case it's sway, or are we rolling the magic, in which case it's a tune? I think it, it must be a tune in this case. This is more yeah. about yeah. getting the invocation right. Then, and also, right, and also it's desperate mm-hmm. tune. Yes. Uh, it's desperate I tune. Yeah. Then, with the great effect, you will be able to sway the demon. That's what I'm getting at. So it won't automatically do what you're saying, because, again, it has to be sung correctly, but you will have the possibility of, of directing it. So. I propose a very stupid way for me to also participate in this. Okay. okay. Which is that Prince Katam uh, bears the appearance of a of a handsome young man whose head is full of flowers. Okay. You can participate too, but I will flag that you are also exposing yourself to the risk because this thing is possessing your costume. So. Hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Is there any way we can get Mushfiq to also participate? Because he also has zero in a tune. And I think it would be incredible if, in a four-person group action, we have, between all of us, two dice. 
Um, yes. Okay, let me think. So, because like I, I'm hiding up in my, I think like the rigging that Mushrik's made for himself is kind of like a hammock. He's just lying yeah. there until like. Yeah, I have a, I have a dumb way for Mushrik to assist if you don't yeah. have an idea yourself, and I think it's that you know, uh, Moss says these lines like they threw Prince Katham into the wilderness when he was finished, and yeah. then the only thing Mushrik does is he slams two symbols together at the end of the line. It's <laughs> <laughs> like a dramatic beat. <laughs> But it's Funny important. Symbols, like, but he has to be quiet. It's like a tiny, it's like a little triangle. Yes, yes. <laughs> triangle, perfect. Just yeah. like a little ding. I think the way I see it then is like, so there's the invocation. There's the person who's saying the invocation. Mm-hmm. There's the priestess, mm-hmm. which is Saida. There's the musician, and then there's yeah. the potential avatar. Yeah. And I'm the only one who's not who's like, what's happening? Okay, sure. Mm-hmm. Song. Okay. Once it's done, I will fight people. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> excellent. Then I guess you're all rolling desperate to tune. Wonderful. Oh, excellent. Yeah. <laughs> so a tune, desperate, great. I will not push myself because I don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Uh, I am going to push myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, very, very risky, also very spicy. Um, yeah. um, and I think I, I think what we see. Or well, we don't see it, but we. But I will tell you now is that um, Moss basically Moss can sing. She can sing in a kind of, you know, she can sing for around the campfire. That that's like yeah. that's the kind of voice she has. But she does have some background in like singing in a more formal register of like kind of traditional Kathrissi song. Um, unfortunately, of course, she learned that. Um, when she was still a child from her mother uh, and the stress comes from the memory being conflicted. Yes, excellent. How sad. Yes. It's okay, Okay. we have more sing-alongs. Can I take two more stress to add a die even though I have marked special armor for effect? Yes, I think so. I'll call it kosher, so. Since you did that for effect, so you can't do both for two dice, but you can do them for different purposes, I think. So Yeah, uh, because I think of all of the people here, Saida is the one with the most uh, reason mm-hmm. to push herself uh, in a very real way. Um, okay. So yeah, two dice, desperate attune. Uh, Wouldn't it be very funny if, if, if someone critted? Okay, Seida rolls a five. Pedro, he rolls a two and fails. All right, so uh, should I go next? Yeah. Yeah, okay. go ahead. So I'll uh, push myself because I don't uh-huh. have anything. And this, and Mushroom has to push himself because like, he, he's not very musical and yeah. like, he's pushing <laughs> him out to hit the triangle on, on the beat. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I love how here. everyone else is like, this is deeply traumatic, this is an arcade ritual, this is very stressful. <laughs> and Mishwick is just like, man, okay, one, two, three, ting! <laughs> <laughs> I'm very ready for you to be the one rolling the six. Yes. Oh, okay, oh, there you go. Oh. There's a four, but you know. It was a yeah. four. <laughs> okay, so only be there he fails, so Moss only takes one stress, but no one rolls a six. No. Yeah. So the highest we have is a five, which means that you succeed and you will invoke this demon, but there will be a desperate consequence. And, uh, well, um, this is subtle. This is not a very overt demon. I mean, this play is meant to be 
an occult mystery. And so on the strike of Mushfik's triangle, there is just a <laughs> sense of, of, uh, of complete and perfect harmony passing over the stage for a moment, as in the distance. And to everyone watching, this probably just sounds like a flock of birds just lifted all at once off the roof. And you hear this dramatic fluttering of wings of like oh. a huge flock taking off all at once, which times perfectly with the music. And uh, then some stuff is going to happen. So, uh, Mushvik, you are wearing a costume and you're on stage, but your costume does not feature feathers. So you no. will not be struck by this consequence, nor will Saida. But Mumtaz, Bidruhi and Moss, you all feel the, the flutterer overcome you. And unless you resist it, you are fully immersed in the play. You forget who you are and you become your characters. Oh. So that's the consequence. I'm starting that there. Incredible. I will and, point uh, out this here is, that yeah. uh, Bidrohi's character uh, has just been established as Prince Katam. So yes. uh, I'm just saying, yes. you, could, you could really embody this made-up god in this moment. Yes, yes, you could. So Bidrohi will be transformed into Prince Katam. Mumtas will be transformed into the, uh, the peacock goddess. And interestingly, so will Moss, because you're wearing the same mask, just an older and more powerful one. Hmm. So what would being Prince Katam entail? Uh, well, here's the thing. I don't think that you guys know. You have seen the script, but Prince Katam isn't in the script. Right. So, um, <laughs> what, happens, what happens at the climax of the play? I can tell you what, what the, the play is about, right? And it's the tragedy of this peacock character forgetting who they are and sinking into the depths of the city below and becoming forgotten. And Prince Katam being thrown into the wilderness. So Prince Katam, at the end of the play, is presumably no longer in the city. And the peacock is in the city, but with total amnesia. Hmm. But that's at the end of the play, and that hasn't actually happened yet. So, uh, yeah, you will be engrossed in the play. And basically what will happen, I guess, how we will play this out if you don't resist it, is that your characters will forget who they are, and you will have some amount of agency. But as long as the play goes on, you will just do as the role demands on you, and I will tell you what that is. So, mm -hmm. uh, if you don't resist it. I'm going to resist it. Mm -hmm. The way I'm going to resist it is that I have a massive and highly developed ego. Yep. Fair. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. There you ain't no like ego you. death happening here. Yep. <laughs> I think it's fair. Bidruhi can be Bidruhi. You are already the main character in your own story. <laughs> yes, but I, I assume this is a partial thing where there's going to be some sort of like lingering oh, yeah. influence of the god. I'd like that to be a. I'd like that to be a thing. Yeah, there is going to be a lingering influence, and you're going to see that when we get to the effect of the role very shortly, which we haven't yet. Okay. And which uh, will be most obvious to Saida, I think. What about Moss? Are you resisting uh, this, or are you letting yourself be swept up in the story? One sec. So, so basically, the, the the consequence here is that we we just do as the role demand, as the role that we're playing yes. demands, right? Yes. Um, yeah. Well, that that sounds like not participating in the score anymore, which I don't want to do. Yeah. Um, so so you're also yes, I will also resist. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Basically, um, it's a level temporary level three harm, right? So, like, mm -hmm. you would have to push yourself to act. Yeah, except, sorry, you'd have to push yourself to not act because you're acting by default. You, you get what I'm going at. Yes. 
Yeah, and I think that I'm going to be resisting with with uh, insight. Um, having having been out in Deathlands, I imagine that Moss has probably been possessed before, um, or encountered the possibility of it. So uh, there will be a, an attempt to notice it happen and like kind of try to defend against it. Yeah, I think keep the, the easiest way to defend against it with insight is to just take the mask off. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. So that resistance is a five, which means I exactly feel my bar of stress and trauma. Oh, lovely. <laughs> so uh, I think what happens is probably that you, I think the logical thing is, right, you will struggle with the role for a while. So you will come out of this. Mm -hmm. But the trauma here will represent you having been swept into, briefly having been another person, right? Because this is magic. So this is not just being engrossed in the role at the moment. Uh, you briefly are someone else. And yes. what that does to you is up to you. We can return to it. The other person affected is Mumtaz, who was singing this aria and then is. Again, it's not like a. a physically visible transformation in the sense that anything overtly supernatural happens. Her limbs don't change in the wings or anything like that. But it is a transformation coming over her, just in the way she moves and in her voice and in her eyes. And she is fully taken by the tragic peacock goddess, the heroine of the play. Uh, and the other thing that happens is the effect, which is that, uh, I mean, uh, Saida, unless you want to steer this some other direction, which you totally can, the demon is present in the play, and Salman is absolutely mesmerized by it. Excellent. And you have a couple of moments here to direct the demon because you got great effect. Yeah, but great. otherwise, it is just going to draw him into the story. And because he has a magical destiny, this is going to have a dramatically different effect on him than on the actors. Okay. Um, I do... Maybe that's what you want to happen. I don't know. Yeah. But... I want to add to this. I don't want to change it. I think it's totally fine. And I think if it works out, Salman will just be so happy with us that he'll give us the book, right? Um, but I think what I want to do here is that I have a demon in my soul that weighs me down, right? And what I want to do, if I can, is this demon of forgetting, of abstract flight, whatever it is, um, I might be able to convince the demon in my soul that it is also an actor in this play and therefore it may leave me. Okay. <laughs> so you want to give the demon that inside is inside you amnesia. What I really want, uh, which I don't think I can achieve, is I want the demon that's in my soul to fall in love with the flutterer. But I don't think I can make that happen. Uh -huh. Okay, so... I will tell you that you have a sway risky limited here. And the reason it's risky is this demon is already possessing you. You're not trying to manipulate the flutter. You're trying to manipulate uh, Samum, mm -hmm. which is less risky because Samum is just less powerful. But it's limited in the sense that Samum is already in love with you. So mm. you, can, you can distract it, mm. but you can't fully change the object of its desire. OK. Unless you do something about it. Yes, I'm going to trade position for effect. Um, mm -hmm. And I think the way that I'm going to make this desperate is that mm -hmm. I um, I see Salman uh, like being drawn in, right? 
and I can see a couple of things have happened. I can probably see that Moss has lost herself to the role. Uh, and I think what I'm going to do is I'm in like an alcove. I'm just adding my voice to the choir, right? Like nobody can really see me. Um, and instead of just filling in for uh, Mumtaz, I'm going to take the part and I'm just going to run with it. And so mm-hmm. I'm going to allow the flutterer a greater foothold. Because what's, what's like once you've, once one demon has a hold on your soul, another demon's not really a problem because they're just going to fight each other. They're yeah. Gonna fight you. Uh, <laughs> uh-huh. Okay. So sure, desperate standard it is. You can get, you have a unique opportunity to get rid of this thing that is haunting you. Uh, and Sway? Yeah. Okay. I think it's Sway. I think you're trying to persuade okay. it with your song. Of course, having having multiple demons fight over your soul is a, a famously safe thing. It, it actually, yes. it actually yeah. makes you like really cool and sexy, uh, which nobody like tells mm-hmm. you. That's why yeah. nobody does it. But that's actually why it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I know a desert song because yep. Sharia does, and I'm gonna uh, sing uh, Samum's name in that song. Um, okay, so give me an extra die. Yeah. All right. Is this a sway? Yeah. Fantastic. Uh, desperate. Standard. Desperate standard, one extra one die. die. Mm-hmm. That's a two or one and a two. Oh, and it fails. This is why I played this game. It fails. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. So what happens is that you raise your voice in the aria of the peacock mm-hmm. goddess. But the, to the demons who see the world through the ghost field and who hear through the ghost field, there is no fooling them. Mumtaz is the peacock goddess. She has become the role. And you are just a person performing a hauntingly beautiful desert yeah. song. Yeah. And uh, yeah, the, uh, the consequence here is that Samum, because it is a demon and it is in love with you, begins to hurt you. This is what <laughs> it, I deserve. Okay. It's... Yeah, it uh, seeps into you, it weighs you down, it smothers you with the weight of its love, and it steals the breath out of your lungs as it craves the song. And so, mark a level 3 harm, choking to death. You can't breathe unless you resist it. And to, to be clear, this is a level 3 harm that, unless you are saved from it with, like, someone artificially restoring your breathing, you will die, so... Um... So I'm going to mark armor here uh, to bring it down mm-hmm. to a level two. Uh, and the armor that I'm marking is uh, I have fashioned um, some kind of protective amulet. Again, in the name of this um, Katam, who uh, is yet to exist. Yeah. And I think that uh, as I feel myself choking to death, I focus my mind on uh, Prince Katam and I know I have promised him my ending and nobody else can claim it before me. For him, he does. Okay, um, yes. So then you will just have a level two harm, which is shortness yes. of breath. <laughs> like you're, yeah, you're still going to have trouble of breathing because every time you inhale and exhale, Samum steals some of your breath and treasures it. And... Uh, you uh, you see before your mind's eye, like for every breath you take, this 
this cloaked nomad demon snatches it out of the air and weaves it into a beautiful knot on a necklace he wears about his neck. He is collecting your breaths now. Isn't that mm. great? Isn't that fantastic? I look forward to finding out more. Mm-hmm. That's me. Uh, but like, to be clear, this didn't ruin the... Um, Like, whatever Salman's going to happen, that's still going to happen. Indeed, that is still going to happen. And I think the dramatically appropriate way to handle this is that things are going to happen to Salman, but I think they will happen as Bidruhi fires off his plan, because that's just the most awkward time for this to to go wrong, right? So Excellent. I think Mushfik is going to do his tiger attack, and then Bidruhi is going to fight the tiger and then fight Salman. That was, that was his plan. And yep. that is all still possible. So... Alright, so, okay, so what side is... Current state. So the armor has done what she's just incapacitated, yep. or like. So what, what's yes. Mushfik saying here? Like, because uh, the first thing I think Mushfik would see is that like Moss has just gone down, which is, you know, yeah, uh, Moss great. has lost herself in the role yeah. and is uh, out of it. The only thing you noticed as magic was this feeling of a great flock of birds lifting from the roof. Mm. And that the play just suddenly got dramatically better. I think that's obvious <laughs> to you too. Like everyone suddenly became a way better actor, and everything, all the costumes suddenly look like way more beautiful because people are just wearing them right. And the music just got like hypnotically entrancingly good. So oh, you know what else happened? Em- yeah. You know what else happened? Uh, Mushfix suddenly understands that in this play there is a tiger attack. Mm. Yes, yes. there true. is a tiger demon. This yeah. this happens. This is the yeah. thing. Yeah, no, I, I was gonna say the same. Yeah, I was gonna say pretty much the same. That like you know, if he if he gets this feeling that the play is suddenly better, like okay, this is it. This is this is time to take center stage. Yeah, everything else can wait. All right, he he he's in his like yeah, um, he's up in the tree, like you know, uh-huh. wait, and then he, you just see him kind of like pumping himself. He goes, okay, all right, you got this, you got this. And then he he practices line. He goes, uh, uh, yeah. yeah, okay, and then he j- j- jumps out and. Okay, so what do I, let's roll whatever I'm rolling first, if uh-huh. I'm rolling anything. Yes, uh, <laughs> I, I think that you are rolling something, it can be your action. And uh, the uh, the risk here is mostly this the power of the play lingering over you. Okay. Uh, and we will get to what that means. It is risky, I don't think it's desperate. Um, and it's up to you what action it is. It's risky standard. Yeah, like, Because so this isn't a real fight. I am... No. Performing, and yeah, so sway or command sway. would work. I think. Yes, yeah. that might be interesting. I don't know if you have any dark uh-huh. finesse, by the way. Mm-hmm. I do yeah. have finesse. Okay, yeah. uh, finesse if... would work. All right, let's do finesse then, because I do have points in finesse. Uh, mm-hmm. Take an assist from me, because you know we're a team. Okay, yeah, sure. Uh, yeah. Yeah, risky standard, you said. Yeah. Right. I think we make it. This Should is risky because of the power of the play. So, mm-hmm. Should we make it a group action? Because we are both, you know, yeah, we jump good, down, yeah. then we do the duo. Let's see how good that looks. Okay, uh-huh. uh, I can lead it because I guess I'm initiating the yeah. fight by jumping out the tree. Okay, sure. Mm-hmm. I can so... accept it being a group action. Risky standard it is. Right, and let's uh... see how well Bidruhi uh, pulls off uh, the duel and how, well, how good Mushfik looks as a tiger. All right. Uh-huh. Okay, so that's a failure for Mushfik, rolls a three and a three. Mm. Can and I have a Devil's Bargain? Uh, hmm. 
I have so many consequences <laughs> lined up already, but I guess I can throw a devil's bargain at you. See, um, you have so many consequences, just give me one as a devil's bargain. Yes. Uh, well, the thing is, all of these bad things are already happening to you. But uh, I think the devil's bargain I will give you, actually, is that uh, you don't understand what is going on. So this is not a decision that Bidri can make, but you, the player, can. And the devil's bargain will be that Mumtaz will be permanently are altered oh. by the play. Okay. Hmm. In a sexy I way? Think, nah, I don't know yet. For everyone else, this is temporary. But if you take this devil's bargain, it will actually be permanent for her because she gets pulled down too deep. Hmm. No. So, a nasty devil's bargain. Protect women. Yep. You're not I'm taking a feminist. It. I don't let I wanted to give you a nasty one, and I'm glad you That's said how no. feminism works, guys. Uh-huh. Yes. Fe- feminism is when you don't let your women suffer ego death. Great. Good. So you're not taking the devil's bargain very yes. well. Yes. Let's do it. Let's go. Let's just go as it is. Oh. Six. <laughs> That's what happens oh, when nice. you're a feminist. <laughs> okay. Well. Uh, remind me how a group action works. So, do I take stress if I have failed, or for yes, if other you people? Do. Uh, for everyone who fails. And how many stress is that? One. Uh, one per oh. person who fails. So just right, one. Okay, thank God. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm still here. Like I, I think what happens is, uh, if uh, if you want to play it this way, is since Mushfik failed, he jumps down. Like he he practices lines and everything, yeah. but unfortunately, he he jumps down. He looks at the audience, gets stage fright, and he's just standing there and now but you succeeded so you could just you know in the play just yeah <laughs> just kill the tiger kill the tiger and engage and the thing is the risk here was Pedrohi, uh because you are so immersed in the play for a second there when mushvik jumped out of the tree you actually thought you were being attacked by a tiger you rolling <laughs> a six here is the only reason you can like stay yourself from delivering lethal violence mm-hmm. this is amazing physical acting of you <laughs> Uh, yes, <laughs> and then I throw him off the stage. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yep. You hurl the tiger off the stage, and I think at this point Salman stands up because you had told him before this you'd set him up for like when I defeat the tiger, we will fight. Yeah, and then... so as you hurl Sharikatam uh, off the stage, and everyone mm-hmm. kind of sees like a real tiger for a second because they're just so pulled into this. Um, Salman stands up and he says. Yes. No. The peacock prophecy. The truth. The truth. It burns. And he hurls himself up on stage with the aim at getting at Mumtaz, getting at the peacock, getting at Mm -hmm. the woman you're trying to impress. Mm -hmm. Whatever he's trying to do to her is a bit unclear, but Mm -hmm. uh, he is uh, suddenly has a vigor and energy about him which you had never expected. And his eyes are wild, and yeah, he just rushes onto the stage. Mm, bro, I knew you were down <laughs> bad, but like not this much. <laughs> I'm dying. I'm, yeah. I'm finished. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. That's uh, okay. Uh, I'm going to intercept. Um, let's see. What's he? What's his like aesthetic? Is he like just like a sort of like? South Asian like aristocracy sort of thing, or is he yeah, more he like is. just fully in? Okay. Oh, uh, he is. He's mm-hmm. definitely. He's a traditionalist, very, very much. He's trying to blend in with House Ankayat. So, mm-hmm. so I think I'm going to grab his shawl, mm-hmm. and I'm going to kind of like 
yeah, just kind of like yank him by his shawl and kind of like um, try to do the thing where if you yank someone really hard, they kind of spin around. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to do that. Uh-huh. And discombobulate him. Yes. Okay, uh, so this is desperate. And the reason that this is desperate is that uh, Saida succeeded with exactly what she wanted, which means that he has access to Ankayat magic now. He never did before, but now he does. Okay, so that's what makes it a fair <laughs> fight. Yep. Oh <laughs> Uh-huh. So desperate uh, standard. Mm-hmm. Okay. Desperate standard. I have even the odds now, and I am fighting unarmed. He has my sword, by the way. Yep, he does. Mm-hmm. Well, he so you have plus have... one die when fighting unarmed, and the uh, tier is not relevant, which I get. Mm-hmm. So you will have. Uh, that's what the other ability does, right? Or am I wrong? Uh, no, I didn't, okay. I didn't take that. Okay. What What is the other thing you have? Oh, the other oh thing. you only have even the odds. Yeah. Yeah, I don't have more the opponent. Mm-hmm. Okay. So even mm-hmm. the odds, uh, plus one die when fighting an armor with an improvised weapon, which you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, cool. So that would be three dice, I think. And you're only trying to stop him, so for that reason you have standard effect. Yeah, and then we can see. Uh, mm-hmm. I think this will set myself up for like more later, because he'll also mm-hmm. get confused, maybe. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, okay, so one bonus dice. Mm-hmm. Should I push myself? No, let's let's save the stress. Four. Okay. All right. So you stop him. That is what you accomplish. You intercept, and uh, he grabs you instead. Just kind of because he's stumbling onto the stage. He doesn't even stab you with a weapon. He grabs you with his free hand, and he looks into your eyes, and uh, he he talks at you. And he just says, like, I have seen the reign of Root. I know the king of poets. You will not stand in my way, uh, peasant. And then he curses you. Mm. Uh, okay. So, yeah, uh, take a level three harm, the reign of Root. Hmm. Is, there, is this something I can resist by marking armor? It's a harm, so if you have a way, like, I will accept something like Saida's amulet, right? Mm. But uh, it will require a good explanation for why it works. Because with Saida, she is an actual occultist, you're not, so... Mm -hmm. But, like, what would the reign of roots actually manifest itself as being? Like, what is the physical impact of this? Uh, The physical impact is uh, that... Actually, you know what I think is not the... uh, I just I just remembered your role. So scratch that. It's not the reign of roots that is the curse. It's banished to the wilderness because you are being Prince Katham. Mm. And so uh, you while you bear this curse, you do not belong in the city. <laughs> the Deathlands will call to you. Hmm. But like, you know, there's no like ladies out there. Nope. <laughs> nope. So he is. Uh, <laughs> With magic, I think, which basically means that the city itself will turn hostile to you. Hmm. Okay, I think the way I'm going to do this is unorthodox, mm-hmm. but I'm going to mark armor first. And the way the armor is going to slightly help is that I am physically heavier. And thus, uh-huh. like, all the stuff that, like, involves, like, feathers and wings and being uh-huh. thrown around, I'm, like, I have, like, more critical mass. Okay. So it makes it a bit harder. Uh, sure. And then I want to manifest it as like it turns away from being like an actual curse that like compels me 
towards something that is physical harm. Yeah. Okay, yeah. makes sense. So I think what what will happen is, okay, yeah, this is. Uh, so I guess he notices that he can't throw you around, and he says, "The city rejects you. I take back its blessings from you, and you will vomit up everything you have eaten and drank today because it belongs to the city." Hmm. Okay. So that's can a little I, too harm. Can I like throw up on him? Yeah, you can. Excellent. That's fine. Yes. Uh, but uh, you will have a level two harm, like the city rejects you. So mm. you will basically be allergic to it for the effect of a minus one die mm. until this is cured. Okay, we'll have to figure that out then. Uh-huh. But okay, I have you thrown can resist up on... It. You can resist it down to minus one, or well, down true. to level one harm if you wish. Mm, Just pointing that out. That's a good point. Uh, okay, I'm going to... Re- yeah, I'm going to resist it with resolve. See what happens. Mm-hmm. Three. Hmm. Two stress away from a trauma. Uh-huh. Okay. In this case, I think you fully resist it because I don't have a like a level one harm in mind here. I realized mm-hmm. I thought about it. I don't think I have like I don't think you can be a little bit banished from the city less than this. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. it's not really gradual at this point. So I think you have fully resisted this consequence, although at the cost of armor and stress and so on. And you're still, he's still holding you. He's still like shaking his hand at you. And mm-hmm. uh, he, he, I guess he says as he sees that this is not working. He says, the city will not leave you, Prince Katam. Very well. Very well. You come with me then. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, that, that's all he's going to say. And then he's going to do something to you unless you stop him. But you have a moment to act because he's surprised. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think uh, what I'm going to do is, hmm, so I'm on the stage, and this bro's like giving me some really weird vibes and energy right now. Yeah. And like, you know, not a big fan of this. Uh So I think when someone's on stage and they kind of like just get really rowdy and then they try to like, I don't know, rush one of the actresses and so on, this sort of thing happens all the time, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And we're in Ashglister. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, there's a cop right there. There's like Captain yeah. Peregrine right there, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. And so this all guy I have is clearly intoxicated on something at this point. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. So he is also, I... unfortunately, a nobleman, which is why the crowd in general do not just pull him back, right? But mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, what I'm going to do is because mm-hmm. I'm still holding his shawl, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to tie him to the thing that kind of like raises and lowers the curtain. And I'm mm-hmm. going to raise him up to the rafters where he's going to be safe. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this sounds like a multi-step plan. So I will start off giving you limited effect. You can tie him to a thing and restrain mm-hmm. him. Okay. Uh, but you have overcome his immediate curse, which is the most dangerous thing about him, his newfound ability to curse people. So mm-hmm. I think that you're at uh, risky limited. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that this moment actually is the perfect moment, Emma, for Moss to return to the action. So Moss, you have been pulled into the visions of this play. Mm -hmm. And uh, as uh, as you come to, you will hear Salman say something. And uh, you can tell me how you interpret it, but somehow you will have seen visions of it. And he spits at the the stage in general, the fire in the well is an imposter. And uh, that's it. That's a thing he's just remembered, apparently. 
Uh, okay. The fire in the well is an imposter. Uh -huh. um, okay. What is what is going on currently? Because I just cut out for yeah. a sec. Um, yeah. So Salman has rushed onto stage and is kind of like fighting with Bidrahi. He grabbed him. He tried to curse him and banish him from the city. It didn't work. Bidrahi resisted it by basically not being pulled into the role of Prince Katam at all. So he mm -hmm. was going to use his role as Prince Katam to banish him to the wilderness as in the play. And it would have worked because Salman has real magic now. He is awoken to his destiny, finally. Wonderful. Why did we do this again? Yeah. <laughs> He's going to be our friend and give us the book because he doesn't need it anymore. Is he? He is also clearly going mad with the revelation I mean, at the a... moment. But okay, okay, so okay, that's fine. He he needs to chill out. You know, he needs to he needs someone to like you know tie him uh -huh. down. Like I don't know, throw a bucket over him. Maybe yeah. I don't know, let him sleep it off. Then he can be a yeah. friend. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, um, in in fact, if that fight's still going on, my plan was to intervene in that once I came out of my trailer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Please help and me. I, yes. I can intervene because I'm like I'm, I'm close to the stage, right? Uh -huh. I can climb yes. back up. All right. All right. Uh, Emma, you can, what, what were you going to do? You can. Uh... So, okay. Um, well, of course, to counter a person who's going mad with the revelation, you just need another person who's going mad with the revelation and they'll like <laughs> use their insane strength against each other. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, because uh, in fact, it's you, you describe it as a vision. It sounds a bit mild, but I think Moss has just lived forty years as a canary, um, <laughs> yeah. built yeah. up, built uh -huh. up friendships, relationships, uh, yeah. and then suddenly one day just realizes that everything is fake uh, yeah. and that she is on a stage. So uh, she has been kind of like milling about in the background for a few seconds, like just kind of completely Healing. stunned, yeah. reeling, yeah. Uh, and now she draws a hidden dagger from her yeah. pocket and she's gonna like go at the first guy she sees, um, this, this, this like noble person who's talking about lies and she's going to hold it to his throat and demand, where the fuck am I? <laughs> Excellent. I love this. Okay. Okay, Sister Moss has also been sneaking a few hits of the bomb. Okay, I yes. understand. Let me tie them both up and then uh -huh. they can well, chill out. Okay, well, both, both is acting first. Here's what I was going Here's what I would have done. Yeah, uh, mm -hmm. I would have, uh, you know, um, and then the true Shere Khatam of the stage. Um, so he's got to climb back up. Um, rubbing his head and he sees that uh, someone is shaking Bidrahi and you know, he, he, he does not like someone uh, sailing his younger brother, you know, adopted younger brother kind of like this, right? So he, he walks up behind um, Salman, taps him on the shoulder and says, Oi, the stage is for actors only. And I'm going to uh -huh. try to like grab, like take his arm and then like kind of hold him in a... Like I don't know what you call the hold, right? You, you, you okay. twist his arm behind him and then Assuming this succeeds, I can try to maybe like use some of the stage rigging to all like you know I, I, okay. along with the time. I have, a, I, have a, I have a solution. Mm -hmm. Okay, it seems that we are we have each narrated that we are doing something that's mutually exclusive to this man. Yeah, like they can't all yes. be happening. However, I feel like uh, what we're doing happening. actually is like a group, a group. Yeah, you're all trying to restrain him. Exactly, so. but like here's here's how I think it looks. Mm -hmm. This man is a fountain of sorcery at the moment and he's gone mad. Yes. Somehow, all three of us are doing our thing in separate timelines that converge together. Yeah. Okay. 
know, as the GM of the last campaign, so, I am so glad I am not participating in this group action because I don't condone this shit. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, they're all taking group actions to try to restrain this man who's gone mad with the revelation. Fair mm-hmm. enough. I think that, so one of you is putting a knife to his throat, one of you is bending his arm, one of you is tying his shawl to rope. These things, it's hard to see how they can all happen at once, but they can all happen. So let's call it a group action. Your goal is to restrain him. And I guess whoever rolls the highest will will say how precisely he ends up restrained. But that's it. That's it. That is this question. How can it all be happening at the same time? Mm. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, well, I'm i just vis- visualizing it as three people having plans and just like, it ends up looking like a pylon, basically. Yes. Uh-huh. Well, I mean, yeah. my, look, my thing's happening in the real world. Uh-huh. Bitrohi's thing is happening in the world where he's Prince Katam, and Moss's thing is happening in the world where she's the peacock. It's, it's yeah. what was it? Yeah. Mary. So that's how it's all happening. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of dogpiling going on, uh, so yes. because, let's make this a group action, but I think you've talked me into making this desperate, and the reason it's desperate is less that he poses a threat here, and more that you are at risk of injuring each other quite severely in the process. It's like, hey, I recognize this person yes. who's ha- who I'm like, uh, yeah. holding a knife to his throat, oh, it's Bidri. Yes, yes. So, okay, it's a very desperate, messy group action. You're working together but in the least coordinated way possible. I think yeah. we'll call it that. And I think it's just flat-out skirmish at this point. I don't yeah, think there's any elegance sense. going on here. Who wants makes to lead this? Not me. Uh-huh. I have I two have a... stress. No, I have one I stress have a to clear stress <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I, think, I think it makes sense, actually, if Moss is leading it, because Moss yeah. is the one who's most, like... Whose plan is the most restraining? The guy with a knife to his throat and everything. Mm-hmm. Oh. Okay. Mm-hmm. Is it a desperate standard? Yes, it's a desperate standard. You can somehow accomplish this goal of tying him down. Desperate standard skirmish. I'm pushing for effect or for uh-huh. for effect for uh, for, for die. die. Mm-hmm. Good. Let's see how this goes. That's I'm also a, a bit. Yeah, okay, so we have a four. I'm also a bit unclear on precisely why you guys wanted to awaken Salman's latent sorcery, but... Listen, I just wanted to make up uh-huh. with a lady, and side yeah. over there was like, let us <laughs> yeah. awaken this man's latent sorcery. And I'm like, I don't know anything about this, okay. Mm-hmm. I think the reason was because we, we thought that Zaida's like, uh, Sabum problem would go away by awakening uh-huh. another demon. It did not. <laughs> Unfortunately. Yeah. I'm starting to think that Auntie may not be actually as smart as she seems like. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, go ahead. So that's mm-hmm. one roll from... That's three rolls. Yeah. Oh, everyone rolled. Yeah, and you have yeah, five at the most. Yeah. Yes. And no one failed, okay. so that's good. Fun, no it? one failed, no more stress. Uh, so you do restrain this guy, and he ends up with a knife to his throat, his arm bent behind his back, and his shawl tied to a rope. <laughs> All of these three things happen, so he's very restrained. Um, and I think in the process, uh, yeah, uh, you do. Like, it's just a big, confusing brawl. And he has a sword. He has Bidru his sword. So I think everyone here takes a level two harm from someone else. And... <laughs> Rather than have us spend time on deciding how this will go, I'll just arbitrarily dole them out, I think. So, um, Moss, you get your knife around his throat, but you also cut Bidru his arm in the process. 
Bidrohi, you hit uh, Sherekatam uh, in the face with your elbow as it's going on. And lastly, I think he stabs uh, Mushfik with the sword. Not even really because he's trying to, because just there's a sharp pointy object being waved around. So, level two harms for everyone. Wait, what happens to me? Nothing. Uh, uh, yes. I forgot uh, I forgot that you are taking a harm as well from some source. Um, <laughs> what, what does happen? Okay, yes. I think what happens to you is that you have just been knocked out of this, this delirium. And I think uh, what makes sense here is probably... I think probably he will uh, he will burn you. I think, like he he still oh. has sorcery, so he stabs Mushfik. You stab Bidrahi. Bidrahi knocks Mushfik in the face, and then he utters some sort of syllable, and uh, uh, a smoldering fire starts to rise from your clothes. Hmm. Uh, yes, Bidrahi's heart is. Okay. I got beat up by my own family. Sad. <clears throat> um, and... I'm gonna resist stop, drop, and roll. Because <laughs> yeah. if I'm just on fire, like I'm not gonna yeah. just stand there and be on fire. Yeah. And the, the way that he sets you on fire is, I think he says, do you not see the fire is an illusion? <laughs> and then it starts, then you start to burn. <laughs> uh, yeah. And he's uh... apparently trying to convince you that you are not on fire, but you feel very much like you are, so... Uh, yeah. Oh wait, yeah. then it's a, it's consequence from this from this from basically deception in that case. So it's gonna yeah. be me trying to resist it uh, yeah. with insight. Yeah. Uh, that's six. Okay. So from what we can see, you suddenly just start rolling around on the ground for no reason at all. <laughs> yeah. saying, it looks pretty real to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. Sister Moss, this is not a good time for your news. Dance. They are pretty sick, though. Can I uh-huh. can I pour up to ten bucket of water on her? Like... <laughs> you can absolutely mime water. So I guess what happens is that he ends up being tied to the rope held by Bidrohi, while Mushfik pours water on on Moth. Just just making the the action of pouring yes. a bucket of water. I don't have anything in my hands, by the yes. way. Yes. Yeah. You're just miming water. It will work. Uh, so I guess. I guess this is fully resisted then. <laughs> but Mushvik still has a bruise, Peter, he still has a stab injury from it's okay. I, I can uh, mm-hmm. All right, so I can mark armor to bring that yes. down to level one because yeah. uh the tiger spirit mask does count as armor, so that yeah. resists mm-hmm. the elbow in the face. Makes perfect sense. Um I can only mark armor once, right? Yes, but you can okay. make a resistance roll yeah, also. I'll, I'll resist as well and mm-hmm. I will resist with prowess. Yep, prowess from just being tough. Yep. All right, makes sense. And oh, it's a fun. Wow. Yeah, okay. but I do take that stress, and now mm-hmm. I'm... All right, goodbye, everyone. Uh-huh. <laughs> Are you drumming out, too? Yep. Okay. Uh, tell you what. Uh, I will get back to your trauma after Bidrohi. You have a chance to have a word with Salman now, if you please. And what what happens is that you have tied him up in this rope. Are you raising him up as you were planning to, like lifting him into the air? Yes, of course. Yeah, That's very so cool. he, he flies up over the stage, he is restrained, he will have no chance of getting at your girl or further harming anyone present. 
but he still knows sorcery, and you haven't really done anything about that. So he stares at you, he's hoisted up, and he says, Ah, I understand. The imposter is I. I am become the star. I am become the star in the well. And he self-immolates. Hmm. <laughs> he okay. catches fire out of nowhere, and he starts to burn where he hangs over the stage, burn brightly as the star which fell over Uduasha. Mm-hmm. I think at at first when he just started saying like I understand that I'm the imposter, like bro, I told you that you are trying to be this cool guy, but uh-huh. you aren't, and I'm glad that you have a journey of what the fuck are you doing, bro? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh-huh. I think I'm going to just so I hoisted him up. I'm just going to yeah. like let go of the rope, and he's going to drop down to the ground. Mm-hmm. You... And then I'm going to yeah. I don't the, know. the problem Sorry. is that you turned him into a falling star, and I think I want to bring in Saida back here. Yes. Um, <laughs> So, Saida, you understand what is going on here, and I think you understand it with unusual clarity, as does Ifede, who is watching all of this unfold. Salman has awoken to his destiny, and he understands the lies that are fire. He has stumbled upon some incredibly deep occult secret dredged up from his destiny or his memory. And I will tell you a secret thing here, Saida. Uh, Salman will not die from the fire. It is false. But it is said that the Ankayat hold the secret of teleportation, and he will self-immolate and he will reappear elsewhere, enlightened and unburdened by his by his physical possessions. I think um, I see this happening, and really, what I want to do is not necessarily um, stop it, stop this from happening, but rather to um, help him. Be okay, like, 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 help him to not freak the fuck out, right? Um, so as I see him say, oh, you know, I uh, the, the fire is false, I am a falling star, I am going insane, whatever. Um, I would like to sing yeah. him back to sanity. Uh, okay. Is something I can do? <laughs> yes. Absolutely. I guess it is. Great. And <laughs> so, the way hmm. that I'm doing this, in fact, is I'm kind of seeing in him uh-huh. something of myself, which is he's realizing something mm-hmm. so profound about reality that it completely changes your worldview. You can mm-hmm. either do what many people that Saida has known have done, which is um, change accordingly, mm-hmm. or you can reject it completely and say that now that I've understood this, I'm going to do something completely batshit insane in order to make sense of it. Which is why she settled mm-hmm. on, I'm going to make a yeah. cut as a, as a solution, yeah. right? Um, yeah. I think that uh-huh. she... Okay, so you want to focus his mind and purpose and sort of basically do the occult equivalent of stopping him from having a panic attack by grounding him in the moment. Yes. This feels to me more like a sway than an attune, but it could still be an attune. Yeah. What do you think? No, I think it's a sway. I think that you are trying to reach out to him throughout this chaos of no one else who understands what's going on, and for him to find something that is true and latch on to it. Great. Uh, is there any assistance by any chance? I'm assisting by giving him homely insights. Bro, don't set yourself on fire, bro. What are you, what, what, is, what is this? What is all this? Uh-huh. Yeah. I, I love the idea that like on one half of on one side of the idol of Prince Katam is Saida 
uh, his faithful steward, um, you know, the woman who is going to um, bring him into existence. In yeah. And on the other side is Pedro, mm -hmm. yes. flashing a peace sign. So I don't think that you are necessarily in a desperate position because at this moment, you're just trying to avoid him harming himself. So I think it's risky yeah. and hmm. Okay, if all you want to accomplish here is to keep him from like freaking out and uh, doing random spells, I think you have standard effect. Hmm. Okay, I think, I think that's fine. That's all I want mm -hmm. for now. Yeah, so risky standard it is. Risky standard and one bonus die from Ancestry. Mm -hmm. Take the five. Okay. Five or one and a yeah, five. Yeah, so you will get, you roll a five or one and a five, and you will get what you want, which is you steady him. And uh, the risky consequence here is simply that you have his attention, which is a very bad thing at the moment. So you can resist this and uh, uh, keep him from knowing you. Otherwise, he will look at you with a sorcerer's sight. And we will find out what the consequences of that are later. Yeah, I think that's fine. Um, I will say that actually I should have remembered that I am short of breath and that should really mm -hmm. prevent me from singing. But yeah, the minus I, one die should have approved. Even if I lose yeah. the other five. Yeah, so you should have had one yeah. less die. We'll I cut, off, we'll cut off your last die there. But you roll two fives, so you're good. Mm -hmm. So you cannot sing especially loudly. And in fact, I don't think anyone else hears you. But what is going to happen here? And I think Salman is going to powerfully ignore Bidruhi. I think he has the ability to do that here. And uh, <laughs> yeah, now something just overtly fucking supernatural happens before you, right? And it's, he falls to the stage. And he just stands up, still on fire, apparently unbothered by it. And all of his like super expensive gold embroidered clothes will just burn off him as he stands in a pyre of his own making as some sort of like human torch burning divinity figure. Like uh, everything that's on him is just immolated. And he turns and he looks towards Saida and he speaks in a sorcerer's tongue that you understand because you are trained in these things. And uh, he says, Ah, a teacher, come to me through fire and war. Good. Good. We will speak of this matter. We will speak of the things I have seen beneath the well. The fire is nothing. It means less than nothing. And then he will just unbotheredly begin to walk down into the audience towards you. You know what? That's uh -huh. fine. That's totally fine. It's fine, guys. Uh -huh. uh, okay. Yeah. I, um, as I think as this happens, uh, we see her kind of um, gasping for breath. Uh -huh. And she is going to make a signal and hope that Moss is looking. Uh -huh. Discuss some signals and stuff. Yes. Moss, mm -hmm. you have um, had your worldview shattered and been set on fire in... Very short moments. Do you think you have the presence of mind to pay attention to Saida? Um, gosh, is this is this just an action roll? Um, it might be. Yes. I think I think it's cooler if she gets up and the thing that anchors her is like the first recognizable thing is a familiar face in the audience making yeah. a sign that she knows means a, uh -huh. like a. An assignment. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. yeah cool. 
And I think the sign that I'm making is just book, right? Like get get the book or? Yeah, pretty much. Like, where is it? Get it. We're not gonna have a better time. Uh -huh. And it's not like this is not. A, we have not come up with a sign language, right? Like mm -hmm. I'm just like doing the thing that means book. Yeah. I'm really hoping that you get what I mean. Yeah. Because I'm about to be, you know. Uh huh. And I think Peregrine has absolutely dropped the book at this moment, as has everyone, because up until now, everyone just thought this was like a hypnotically entrancing play, right? Like, Sherikatam looked like a real tiger, and everyone was like, wow, a tiger! Oh, no, oh, wait, it's an actor. It's like, you know, the first impression. But this, this is clearly not just part of the play. <laughs> yep. Something has gone horribly wrong or horribly right, and Peregrine is aware yep. of that. Yep. All right. Um, yeah, I think I understand. Uh, I'm gonna like exit left, and um, I, I think I think Moss takes off some of her like canary costume, um, like the charred the feathers that do her are still charred, um, and she switches out into like like supposed over like a normal coat or something. Uh, and descends down the side stairs into the audience and blends in and goes to look for where that book is. Okay, so you're just attempting to steal the book as all of this is going on. Yeah, I think yeah. you have an opportunity because, like, yeah, Peregrine is busy trying to figure out what the fuck. Uh, so, hmm. Okay, I'll frame it like this. Uh, Prowl risky standard to just get to where the book is and, like, potentially have it but not get away for it. Or if you want, if you somehow get great effect, then you can just steal it. Uh, all right. So it's up to you how you want to frame this. If you want to frame it as one action to get there and set yourself up to do something else, or if you want to go like push for great effect or something. But I think by default, just by weaving through the crowd, you can easily get the Peregrine's table undetected. Mm -hmm. So that's your risky standard. Yeah, I think it might be more of a finesse because it's like more misdirection than trying to be unseen. Yeah. Um... So yeah, it's 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 very like much like a social stealth kind of thing, right? Um, yeah. So I'm I'm gonna try to just start just try to get there first. Mm -hmm. um, did you say risky standard? Yeah, I did. Uh, yeah, we're just gonna this this doesn't have to be complicated. I'm just gonna see the roll mm -hmm. as it is. Uh, oh, crit. <laughs> double sixes. So what will happen is that you get there and you somehow misdirect Vol. Like Peregrine is paying attention to what is going on. Vol is the person who has his attention to the book because this was he was supposed to keep this for his master who was just caught on fire, right? And so I think Vol is reaching for the book and about to pick it up. And then you have an opportunity to completely throw off his trail. How do you do it? Uh, wait. Like, like I am basically distracting him from picking it up, right? Yeah. You have your crit bonus here is basically you can completely misdirect Vol as well and just get a clear clear line for the book. So how do you do that? Um, blending into the crowd, I think I think I put on my most uh, my most like theater security voice. Um, like and I, I do say something like he's going insane, find his driver. <laughs> yeah, and Vol turns and just spontaneously melts back into the crowd because he's an experienced scoundrel. And uh, you have, yeah, you have this book bound in blue leather before you. 
and I guess you can just swipe it if you want. I'm going to swipe it. Yeah, you pick it up. It's heavy. It's large. Yeah, it's heavy. It's large. I think it's like a two-load book just because it's big. Oh, wow. But uh, uh, but you have it. Um, All right. Mm -hmm. I, I guess that puts me that puts me to normal load now. Uh, yeah, basically, so. which makes sort of sense because you're not that yeah. inconspicuous carrying a giant occult book. Uh, you yes. notice a thing as you put your fingers to it, by the way. The leather doesn't appear to be dyed. It just appears to be blue, as if it's made from the hide of a blue creature. Oh. Also, you won't be normal, Lud, uh, Emma, because you, we have the rigging, so your weapon wouldn't count. Oh, cool. Good. So then I guess you can hide this conveniently. Yes. Mm -hmm. It was a very big coat that I swiped. Uh -huh. You're a... You're a Deathland scavenger type. You know how to pack. Uh -huh. Yes, yeah. very effectively. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. So I know what I want to say uh, to this man. As he approaches me. I will mm -hmm. say merely in some mysterious voice. Uh, as expected of an occult teacher. Mm -hmm. I will say, um, find me where the ruby drowns there we will speak more and i'm really hoping that like by doing this he maybe gets a hint or just does not like make this happen here because we need to okay. get away because with any uh -huh. luck i don't know if i've noticed that uh moss has done this but i sure hope so and uh -huh. we can't really stick around anymore yeah find me where the ruby what um, drowns. Find me where the ruby drowns because it's the ah. ruby jetty. I want to find yeah. him uh, mm -hmm. with Sharia, basically. Yeah. Okay. I think you need to make an action roll to persuade him because, like, even though you've grounded him in the moment, he is still crazy. He's just focused crazy. So that makes sense. Uh huh. But um, I think it's it's no longer desperate. It's it's risky. It's risky standard to talk to this guy now. Um. Can I have a devil's bargain here? Because I feel like, again, with a short, with shortness of breath, uh, mm -hmm. talking is exactly what I shouldn't yeah. be doing. Yes, yes, I think your wound penalty applies. So, uh, I, I can give you a devil's bargain. And uh, I think the straightforward devil's bargain that I can think of, which you probably don't want, but it makes sense, is that someone in the crowd hears you. And this is not said in some occult tongue. You just kind of have to say this in a language that, that you know he can understand and the people around you can understand. And it will get out. So you may be spied on, which is still better than having this conversation openly here. But I think what I'm going to do is I figure we may be being spied on. However, Sharia travels around with a bodyguard. So does, um... yeah. What's this man's name that I've forgotten? Salman. Um, Salman, yeah. So yeah. maybe. I can try and counteract that somehow at that time. But for now, yeah. I mean, I may have the choice. Yeah, um, people here have ears and eyes and ears. This is a very high profile venue full of spies, as we have established. So, Correct. We've mm -hmm. also established that I'm not very good at tradecraft. So. Mm -hmm. Speaking of someone's bodyguard, where is that guy? Uh, yeah. yeah, he is uh, standing by, being extremely stunned and confused by what went on here. 
uh, I think, you know, when when his master rushed the stage and got wrestled down, he didn't interfere because mm. it's obvious that his master was in the wrong, right? Like, even if you're a nobleman and you just rush on stage, he can't just draw his sword and start killing the stage hands for laying hands on him. It would cause too much of a scandal. And mm -hmm. then his master caught fire and transformed into a demon. And I think actually what happened is that this guy has something religious in his eyes and he's making some sort of gesture of divine protection. Mm. And uh, uh, whatever it is, he has worked for a house on Kayat and he is aware that he is beholding demon magic and he believes in that sort of thing, you know? So he thinks he has just witnessed a real life live miracle. Well, he has. He has, yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, Aida. Mm -hmm. Yes. You are very mm -hmm. welcome. Uh-huh. So, um, risky standard sway. Mm-hmm. Uh, bonus dice cancels out the penalty, so it's zero. Mm -hmm. Yep. God, if I roll a fail now, it's just going to be... Oh, yeah, wow. You do. <laughs> you fail. <laughs> he says, <laughs> the place is irrelevant. These people are irrelevant. They are mere distractions. You do not want them here. You want privacy. Is that so? Yes. Good, he says. And he will just set everything in <laughs> around you on fire in a circle. So he just makes a gesture and flames burst from the floor. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, just, uh, yeah, your table has Ifeda at it, so unfortunately uh -huh. this other occultist will also be here. But he just oh. spontaneously sets the rest of the theater on fire. It seems like a desperate consequence and not a risky consequence, is all I'll say. Uh, the, the reason it's not a desperate consequence is if this had been desperate, he would have just killed the people who might listen in. Now he's just scaring okay. them away. Okay. It's risky for oh. him, not for the rest of us. Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah, let me know when uh, Mushvik can come back into the action. Uh-huh, yeah. Abs I, I think now is a good time for Mushvik to come into the action, because this burning, naked yeah. sorcerer has just thrown a ring of fire around mm -hmm. Saida mm -hmm. and Ifede. Okay, so I, I have... Uh, naked, yeah, yeah. I, I have a fairly insane idea. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. So, you'll remember that one of my items is uh, Ancestor Banana Split, Split Sunday. Yes. Which we said uh, uh -huh. is uh, effective against the supernatural. Yes. And, um, oh my fucking god. So, because it's ancestral. Yeah. Yeah, because it's ancestral. So uh -huh. Rufik, uh, he gets up, he sees this, and he says, Oh, oh, uh, wait a minute, guys. I know what's going to cool him down. He ducks uh, behind the stage, uh, I guess, into the, the kitchen uh -huh. of this theater, uh, comes back with <laughs> uh, one of his bananas and some ice cream. While you go, while you go to the guy with ancestral desserts. <laughs> yes, okay. and I'm gonna, I'm gonna cool, I'm gonna cool this guy down, but with, uh, uh, with, uh, with the frozen dessert. Yeah. Okay. okay before you sure. make the roll, because I see you disappear for about five minutes as you go uh -huh. go to the staff kitchen or whatever. Uh -huh. <laughs> I'm going to grab. I'm going to try to escort as many people, including the sexy lady, of course. But there are other sexy people here as well, uh, out of the theater. <laughs> yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. So, Peter, yes. I don't think there's a role here. You're just trying to escort people out as yeah. the burning sorcerer just casually burns the place down. Yeah. There might be a role afterwards, but we shall see. Uh -huh. yeah. I'm yeah. happy to like have a conversation with this guy 
I own the Sundays being prepared. <laughs> <laughs> trusting, trusting in my team. That's what I got to learn to do, right? <laughs> okay, so it will take Wishfix some time to show up with his magical ice cream. And meanwhile, Moss, uh, you rolled your last action was a crit. So I think besides just swiping the book, right, you can actually see Peregrine, who is <laughs> moving about the crowd and hasn't recognized you in your cunning disguise. And he is swearing under his breath. He's muttering. And uh, he says, like, uh, I think he is actually approaching the bodyguard who is making this gesture. And you hear him very clearly say, like, alert the boy's family. Get House Ankayat here. Get him here now. And uh, the bodyguard is going to rush off to do just that. He is, you know, he is the bodyguard of one of the nobility. He has the authority to call the rest of the nobility here. And House Ankayat have probably already noticed what's going on because they keep track of the supernatural. So, uh, you can do something about this, or you can just let this man run outside and fetch not just the police, but the government to, yep. to interfere Oof. here. Do we want the government to show up at our occult ritual that went maybe a slight bit wrong? Uh, I think I want to delay their appearance until after we are well away. Yeah. Um, so... Peregrine is staying on site just to pay attention to what's going on, so he is sending this heavily armed and dangerous man to do his messaging for him. How do you plan right. to stop that? Um, I am going to... Uh, uh, man. Oh, in fact, I think I have an idea for how we can... Uh, it's well, only... Hmm? Oh, good. Uh, but it only works if you and I kind of run into each other as I'm escorting the people out. Uh, sure, do tell. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, okay, oh, sister mother, okay, okay, okay. Uh, uh, the, the, uh, there's, there's, a, there's a fucking fire. Uh, why is that, uh, uh, okay, well, fire hydrant over here. Uh, okay, so there there's a faction called the Water Bearers in the city, and they do have, like, cisterns, fire mm-hmm. hydrants, all that kind of thing. Uh, so I think what Bidre wants to do is kind of, like, knock one of them open and just kind of like start dousing the theater in in water and if you and you and i can get involved in this then a huge strong jet of water seems like a perfect thing to stop a bodyguard dead in his tracks uh-huh. sounds perfect okay <laughs> so you have a group action to wreck and unleash a torrent of water is that it yeah mm-hmm. i have no points in wreck yeah, but it sounds like it is right. Do I? Yeah. I mean, it can it can be try, just trying to locate the hydro. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's you true, can yeah. frame it some other way. Survey. 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 Okay. So how I'm going to frame it is: wreck seems like the straightforward way to solve this problem. So survey will work. It'll be, but it'll be controlled, limited. I think because it's more subtle. Mm-hmm. But. It just makes sense that it starts like it's not very risky to attempt to put out the fire in this situation, but it also is limited in the sense that it'll take you a little while to do this. So like you can distract him, but you can't just bowl him over with a jet of water from just carefully opening the taps, right? Uh, that's mm-hmm. okay. We're gonna find the fire hydrant together, and then I will push for effect. And I think by pushing for effect, we'll be trying to get his attention so he's exactly in the right place. Okay, fair enough. Controlled standard it is. Mm-hmm. And because I have even the odds, we can always have a convenient environmental feature. Of course, like the hydrant isn't the convenient environmental feature because there's many of them all over the place, especially Ash Cloister. Mm-hmm. 
But what is a convenient environmental feature, I think, is that just next to where this guy will be running past, uh, there would there could well be hmm, some sort of like a. I'm thinking some sort of, some sort of like a pulley and bucket system to kind of like I think because theaters can catch fire like I think yeah. so they they probably have some sort of like system that's built in that actually lets them like incorporate the water from the hydrant really quickly and yeah. like toss uh, buck, mm -hmm. buckets of water in, in there as well so that's what I would like to invoke exists here okay sure mm -hmm. absolutely so there will be more stuff for him to trip on and so on and get and the water. water yeah yes <laughs> good all right controlled standard and i guess now the standard effect is not just slowing him down but actually like knocking him on his ass because of these features you've added yes excellent okay group action group action find the fire hydrant could i have a devil's burden oh man uh-huh you absolutely can have a devil's bargain and the devil's too, because i rolled a one and a three yes mm -hmm. and the devil's bargain in this case is uh, straightforward you are a connoisseur of nice things and this is a very cool looking bodyguard uh mm. so you really really want his sword it's a really nice sword it's bejeweled mm. it's inlaid and if you don't have it you're going to be very sad indeed <laughs> Shit. i'm already feeling pretty down right now anyway. yeah uh-huh mm -hmm. you know what I deserve it's not it. yeah to to clarify it, i don't think it's actually that much better than yours it's just fancy looking but yeah Look, i deserve nice things it's been a tough yeah. day mm -hmm. i need a treat. I mean, yeah. papa needs a treat yep he does i did just... realize we haven't uh, declared who's leading it uh, but uh, since i already rolled i'm happy to lead it yes i assumed you were okay because yeah. i am one stress away from trauma exactly okay mm -hmm. good so that's a four Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I think yeah. the, the, the pushing is like just going over to the guy, putting a hand on his shoulder and be like, or like, not putting a hand on his shoulder, but like calling him over to yeah. be like, um, uh, good man, there's no need to get, who, get people who are already here. Yep. Cool. So I think the controlled circumstance, I'm going to tie it to your devil's bargain. You get the effect of knocking this man on his ass. And how he reacts to that, unfortunately, is to draw his sword and assume someone did it. So now he has his sword in his hand and is wary of any attackers. But he Shit. has slowed down. Shit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear. Shall we? I mean, I would yeah, need a minute to think about what I'd do. Perhaps we could cut away. Yes. Let's cut back to Saida, who is having a nice conversation inside the ring of fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and then Mushrik will turn up with ice cream later. Yes. <laughs> it's great. Hey, this is actually uh -huh. a rom-com. This is a scene where Mushrik yeah. turns up and helps this guy through his very hard breakup. Uh, yeah. Um, so he looks at you and he says, I heard you sing. You call to me. You wish to teach me very well. Ah, okay. I, uh, so I gotta, mm, I think I will say, um, have you heard the parable? Well, that, oh my God, I just realized this entire session, I've forgotten Saida's accent. 
I am uh, gonna have to deal with that in my life. Um, uh huh. Yeah. Think I'll... Bring it back. I can't. I can't be the only one with the yeah. with this accent. Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah. Saida hasn't actually spoken all that much, so that's fine. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Hey, I'm in charge of editing this, so you know what? I could record over myself. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna do. <laughs> no, don't yeah. do that. <laughs> don't do that. Um, uh -huh. Yeah, I think. Okay. I think I will say. Um, have you heard the parable of the tree of death? Uh, yeah, I, I haven't, out of character, so I guess he hasn't either. So he says... Great, because yeah. I, I'm about to make it up. Yeah. But it's going to be true, Yes, right? exactly. So um, he, he says, tell me. In the time before the sun fell into the ocean, there was a person whose name was the dawn and dusk. And they lived a thousand years, they say. When the gates of death were broken and dawn and dusk was no more permitted upon this earth, this ancestor knew that something must be done. Something must be changed. And so they sacrificed their own immortality that the rest of us might experience death in the way that we were always meant to. This is the parable of the tree of death. That in order to truly die, one must first live forever. Do you understand? Yeah, he, he ponders this for a moment, <clears throat> and then he says, Time, too, is an illusion. On the stage, 40 years past. Here, but an hour. Is this true? Yeah, and I think I will say, all that matters is what you wish to do and what you are willing to give up. I have remembered the city. I have remembered what it was before the fire. I have learned a falsehood. Now I seek the truth. If you look for truths too, perhaps there is something here to be learned. He tilts his head. And I think... Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think, in fact, what Saida... But, like, I mean, she, weirdly, I guess she has been a teacher in one way or another her entire life, right? Yeah. And she has rejected uh, Samum's teaching. To, so, to some extent, what she's doing now is very much also trying to show the demon in her soul that, like, the way that you offer a lesson is in humility, yeah. right? Um, so, I think she says... And what are you willing to lose to find that truth? Yeah, there is a laugh leaving him. And he says, there is nothing for me to lose. Nothing but illusions and lies. But I will sacrifice House Ankayat. It means nothing to me. I think I will say, um, sacrifice. Sacrifice 
means to let go of something that is of value to you. I don't really think you care about how sang kaya to you. I was not a sacrifice uh-huh. if you leave aside a pair of shoes you have outgrown. He nods and he says, it is so. I have only just been born. I have nothing but potential, infinite potential. And that pains me to let go, to be whittled down, to become once more formed. Here then is what I will give up, my namelessness. Excellent. Then I think I will say, um, Uh there is one power in naming oneself. There is another in being named. Which 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 would would you choose? Oh, you're letting him choose. Oh, interesting. As in, like, yeah, I think uh-huh. uh, what I again I, the humility here is <clears throat> I can name him if he likes, but uh-huh. it needs to be something that he chooses mm-hmm. because then having chosen it, then we both understand what has happened, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh huh. So he uh, he says, uh, "Yeah, I guess he looks at you and he says, I already know what I am become: a poet and therefore a liar, a king of liars." And uh, that that I guess is his name, the King of Liars. <laughs> yeah, great. And I think I will say, um, and every king must have a loyal vizier just about to backstab backstab them. Don't you agree? He laughs once more and uh, he says, are you then the vizier of truth? Truth is the only thing that could betray me, sorceress. And I will say, um, I will be the vizier that keeps you honest. And that may be truth, or it may be falsehood fashioned into truth. Mm -hmm. Okay. I think there's one more role for you to make here, and it's to sway this guy into becoming your friend. Fantastic. That's exactly what I want. Um, (laughs) Yeah. And then Mushfik will show up with his ice cream after this, no matter how it goes. So you have one shot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Um, Is it too early to take a second trauma? I don't know. You're doing some pretty weird shit. The reason I say this is, again, uh, uh-huh. I, I, I feel like shortness of breath really has to apply here, which means that I'm down to one die, and I would love mm-hmm. not to be at one die, right? Um, is there a devil's bargain here that is interesting, or is it just... Oh yeah, there is an, an obvious devil's bargain, and it is to invite Ifeda to the court. Ah, she is also here, excellent. she is yes. also a sorcerer, she uh, has al- already like... heard much. Um, and so I think what I will uh-huh. do is I will... If, if you're okay with it, Emma, she's your contact. I should say that. I'm totally okay. So maybe then yeah. what I will say okay. is um, a vizier on one hand and on the other, a prime minister. Hmm? 
<laughs> like I, yeah. what I'm doing here is I it's not just sure. um not just inviting her to the court. Arguably, like and the way that I'm thinking of this mm -hmm. is that uh, me, I'm his personal advisor, and the prime minister does mm -hmm. like policy and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um so whatever yeah. you know. Uh -huh. Sure. Right, great. Okay. So Sway uh, -huh. uh what mm -hmm. kind of position Okay. Uh, desperate great, I think. You have ingratiated to him, yourself okay. to him. We'll call it great effect because I think he will become okay. your actual like okay. friend, not just a contact. But it's desperate because you're making up some sort of yep. occult court and okay. you're just That's doing this plain as day right um, here. So I'm going to do what I did a couple of sessions mm -hmm. ago. I have three XP in Resolve and three on my playbook track. I'm going to fill up this track mm -hmm. to get another Dot and Sway because um, I really need all the help I okay. can get. Um, and this is before this role gives me another mm -hmm. HP. Uh, desperate. Great. Uh, no bonus dice. No yeah. bonus dice, but no penalties oh, either. Man. If this yeah. is a 2 1 and a 2, I'll just be so. It's fine. 4. Mm -hmm. it's okay. Just, you so know, it's a 4. Sometimes you take what you can get. Thank you. Uh, yeah, you are going to want to resist this, I think, because. He's, he says, uh, ah, very well. Let us speak of the lies and the memories of the city. Let us meet in the part of the city it has forgotten itself. Let us meet in Ypres. Uh, he says, and then he, uh, uh, he casually drops like, oh, and by the way, for your transgressions, your treason and your betrayal, House Ankayat will seek to betray, to destroy you. Ah, and yes, I would if like you don't to... resist this, you will go to war with House Ankayat right away, immediately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna resist this. Uh -huh. um, Good. And I'm, I'm gonna resist it uh, in exactly the way that I uh, have been carrying on so far by pulling stuff out of my ass. Yeah. Um, and what I'm gonna say is, um, I think you will find that House Ankayat is already at war with the House of Lies. And what yeah. I'm going to do is basically claim that House Ankaya, I'm not a new enemy, I'm just an old yeah. enemy or something. Uh -huh. Yeah. Like, it's fine. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. There will uh, be some sort of misdirection. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So consequences Roll from deception is actually insight. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. A result, right? Okay, cool. That's one die, yep. by the way. I love having Good. one die. Yeah. Trauma okay. out. So the reason that you trouble out is that he says, like, uh, then they best not find us here. Fine. And he will teleport all three of you away. Just out of the scene. Great. So, Excellent. Hey, that's uh, totally fine. But before he does that, Mushvik has time to show up. So he starts yeah. speaking some oh, incantation. Shit. I completely and, forgot. Uh, yeah, please go on. Yeah. Mushfik shows up, um, like, so it has been a while since he's been gone. And you can see, like, there, there's very clearly some, like, marks of ice cream around his face like uh, <laughs> uh <ate> okay <laughs> uh, well, he's been, i mean he's totally been gone for a long time this was a yeah. this was a fairly uh, lengthy conversation yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. Uh, -huh. uh so he comes back he's got a bowl of half-eaten ice cream and he goes don't worry Saidante, i got this and he's gonna chuck the bowl of ice cream at uh, this flaming demon possessed man. And yes. I don't know I... what kind of role I'm making for this. <laughs> what are you trying to accomplish? <laughs> Putting uh, out fire? 
No, I think I, in I what I'm trying to I'm trying to act against this demon, like uh, incapacitated in some way using the yeah. ancestral magic of this. Okay. Yeah. I think that is that is possible to do here. So yeah. I think that you could use this. Let's call it by default risky limited. Risky because he's not paying attention to you, <laughs> and not zero effect because you have a special item basically. So mm-hmm. <laughs> what yeah. you can do is temporarily douse the fire and limit his magical powers. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to do, I guess. Mm-hmm. But 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 by targeting him. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. And what is this? What what's the what's the rule for throwing I a bullet of ice on one? You can easily ch- switch this to desperate standard if you're willing to like get close enough to the ring of fire he surrounded himself. Oh yeah, yeah, of course. Okay, so fact, desperate standard. You could get so mm-hmm. close that maybe you also get teleported with us. Yeah, we could use a minister getting, of yeah. war, you know. <laughs> don't listen to tree. No, 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 no. I'm, 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 I have you shouldn't very... have listened to tree last last no. episode. <laughs> I have a very clear goal here. Uh-huh. I want to throw uh-huh. a bowl of ice cream at a demon. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Desperate standard. Uh, and I want to point out, even though you resisted going to war with House Ankayat right away, I have bumped you down to minus two with them All because, right. like, they're not going to be happy with whoever is behind this. I did fuck up that shit. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what is this? This is... What do I roll for throwing something at someone? I think it's wreck in this instance, because you're just trying yeah. to inflict indiscriminate damage. So that would be my suggestion. Alright, okay. Desperate... Standard. Standard. Can, I get, can I get some... I only have a one point in wreck, so I'm gonna need... I'm kind I of have a devil's yeah. bargain for you. Yeah. Okay. And it is obviously that in all of this chaos, uh, there are still people trying to pay attention, trying to get people out, and so on. And there is still uh, Captain Peregrine, so I think you can take the devil's bargain of him noticing you and realizing that, like, ah, shit, it's these people. So far, he hasn't, because everyone's been wearing masks and stuff. But uh, I don't know. Like, I guess, like this little thing. So I have a clock have... for Paragon's investigation, and I'll tick it, basically. Okay. Um, are we all good with that? Because this is going to affect the whole crew. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'll push myself as well, because I've got lots of stress for burn now. Okay, you can't both push for oh, the license, oh, right, right, right. but you can push oh, for effect, so you can oh, go yeah, desperate, yeah. great. Okay, I'll do that then. Okay, okay, yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, oh, Mm-hmm. I didn't mean to... Oh, okay, that was you clicking something. Yeah, that was me, just updating Peregrine's progress. Okay, so... Wreck. Mm-hmm. Separate. Great. And I've got one bonus die. Let's see what mm-hmm. happens. Okay, Ooh, okay. so... Uh-huh. <laughs> so, you roll a 1 and a 4, and yeah. your great effect here will be that you actually incapacitate the demonic Salmon with your bowl of ice cream. You hurl it at him, but I mean, he's still relatively fresh at being this kind of fire sorcerer or whatever he is. Uh, so, the assault of, of bananas and ice cream, and I want to point out it's the bananas that are ancestral, not the ice cream. So, yeah. I guess the, the bananas weaken the magic, and then the ice cream douses the fire. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, this will have the effect of actually like knocking him out of what he was about to do, which is teleport Saida and Ifeda away. 
Saeed is still traumatized out, so I think Saeed thinks she is being teleported. It's a little unclear what's going on at the moment. Um, and the desperate maybe grab me and run. That would be great, yeah. But I yeah, I think Saeed is is probably like knocked out by the the sheer attention of probably the sheer vertigo of like being about to be teleported. But you have prevented this. You have prevented the demon from kidnapping her. And the desperate consequence is just straight up. You walk straight into a ring of supernatural fire. You are not warded by Ice Cream in any way. So you take a level four harm and burn to death. <laughs> this is. But you can resist this and just get horrible burns. Cherekatam, uh, you would very much look good with some burns that look like tiger strips. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> okay, so I'm gonna burn to death. Um, can Ched- I mark armor to not? Yes. Okay, so that's yes. If armor. you still have armor, that's fine. Okay. Try to get burned so so that it looks like tiger strips. Mm. Okay. If, if you can manage that. Right. So you haven't you haven't used your armor yet. I thought you had. Well, cool. So I use the tiger spirit mask, which is ah, for that. Right. 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 Yeah. Yeah. But, so you but have I've got armor. actual armor. Armor. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Mark armor and. Uh, uh, yeah, that but puts it down to a level three, so that's just like third degree burns, and then you can oh, resist yeah. it down to level two if you want. I guess I should. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I don't know if there's anything else I can do to make this any better, but I don't think so. You're getting plenty fucked up here. You are taking burns. Yeah. However, you have actually incapacitated the demon sorcerer <laughs> with your yeah. bowl of ice cream. So I guess I'm resisting with prowess because the idea is to you know get the hell out of there. Yeah. Oh. Ah, whatever. Okay, yeah. you recover one stress, you roll a critical hit, you feel yeah. good about this. So you have a level two harm, second degree burns, I guess. Let's yeah. go with... Well, this um, is a very weird, like, kind of... Uh, he's clearly, his clothes are on fire and everything, but he's just completely unbothered by this. Like, yeah. Oh. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And so three things happen in order here. Bananas hit him and deactivate his magic. Ice cream hits him and douses the flames. And then the bowl hits him in the face and knocks him out, I think, <laughs> with your great effect. <laughs> so uh, Salman collapses to the floor. And uh, uh, Saida is uh, having some sort of trance vision at the moment. And I think Ifede, who is a little more at her, at her wits, <laughs> says, like, I I don't know who you are, but he was about to pull us into his realm, I think. And she tries to get, uh, get like, pull Saida out of the fire. And Mushvik, do you help her? Um, yeah. Yeah? Uh, okay, I'm, I'm... Mm-hmm. Hey, sorry, so... So what is Saida <laughs> saying as you're being dragged away? I think I'm just... Uh... Muttering under my breath, uh, something like, um, a lie and a lie still make a lie. A truth and a truth still make a truth. A lie and a truth make a truth and a lie. Like, I'm just like, uh-huh. um, I'm, I'm trying to work out all of the things that I have said to make sure that the next time I speak to this man, I can <laughs> back it up with some sense of internal logic. Uh-huh, yes. And I think that ends the score, actually. Saeed has been pulled out of the fire. The chipped cup is burning, but I think two significant things have happened here at the end. The fire hydrant being opened prevents the regular fire, and I actually think Mushvik taking out the sorcerer prevents the, you know, the supernatural fire, so I don't think the chipped cup is burning to the ground, which hey. I thought was going to happen here, for sure. Yay. Good. Great. 
Is yeah. aren't we so glad that there is an ancestral banana Sunday? Yes. Mm-hmm. And I think that you can basically get out of the situation. You have Oh no, wait, we have one more issue to resolve, and it's Bidruhi's hunt for the sword. Yes. Ah. Mm. I mm-hmm. how about we wait a minute for Emma to return? Yeah. Uh, sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, so this session is wild. And yes. <laughs> went places. Yes. Really did. This is what happens when you decide <laughs> to reawaken a man's arcane destiny so that you can be his friend. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was not at all sure where this whole thing was going to go because, yeah, yeah uh, but I hope you're pleased with how it went. Tree, did you know where it was going to go? I did. Okay. Uh, we were gonna get the book, uh-huh. and I was gonna become his friend. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly what happened. I, I, I had no idea what we were doing, but I'm very pleased that we did. Yes. <laughs> I was sure that, that he was a... going to go mad with the revelation, which he did, but I was not prepared for you guys being like, no, it's fine, I'll just <laughs> talk him down, make him sane, and have a conversation with him. It's... Yeah, yeah. That's, that's what, um... In a sense, that's what almost every action we did was. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 It took you a lot of effort I mean, to get there, I will say. It was a lot of steps to make sure this man just didn't go crazy. But yes. you yeah. succeeded, so well done. It was de- yeah, I mean, it was worth it to me, I think. Um, also because now we have two powerful sorcerer friends. Um, oh, can I add him as like a contact? Is that Has that happened? Uh, yes. He became your friend, okay. so that happened after, you know, Mushik. Salman Kayat. Yeah. Uh-huh. I think he goes so by is the he king like of... just my contact or my close friend? No, he's your close friend. He is totally convinced. You're nice. on his court. We will see what happens. And he's now to the him, king though. of lies. Yeah, he is the king of lies. Okay, he's the king of lies, not the king of liars, right? This is gonna yes. matter. Uh-huh. Okay. Good. Good. Uh, good. Good. You could yeah. Uh, you can style him as you please, I suppose. And uh, yeah, we will see what precisely becomes of him. But he is a very powerful sorcerer. That always was his destiny, and now it's been awakened. Yep. And it's been awakened Great. totally outside of House Ankayat's control, which is why they're a little bit upset about that, because this guy was a project. Well, that's, that's too bad. And if they yeah. didn't want him to awaken, they should have put him to bed at his bedtime. Uh-huh. I think probably they had some sort of plan to awaken him at the correct time when the stars aligned, since that was his whole thing. Mm. But uh, that didn't hey, happen. The stars aligned today. Yes. <laughs> In fact, um, I'm always tempted to like do like one downtime action or something to find out what the stars were like today, just so I can confirm like what his destiny is now compared to what it was earlier. Yep. Um, yeah, I think it would just be fun. Uh, this was not cost-free, however, <laughs> all no. of this. Yes. But we'll yes. get to that in Fallout. Welcome back, Emma. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Hi. <laughs> OK. Welcome. Uh, so we have uh, the matter of Bidrohi and the sword to resolve, and Moss is in that scene. So. Yes. Uh, yeah, this guy has, like, he's been knocked on his ass, he's drawn his sword, he's warily pointing it around as he, like, slowly gets back on his feet, which takes him a while. So, like, he's still distracted, he's wet, he's bedraggled, but he is suspicious. And uh, if it hadn't been for Bidruhi's Devil's Bargain, you guys could just bail out now, but Bidruhi has seen this sword and is filled with a deep and profound jealousy for him. Yeah, so I'm, like, tugging on Mosa's sleeve, and I'm like, Mosapu, have you, like... 
Like, look at that guy's sword. It's like, it's like wow. Just like, just look at the look. Look at the way, man. It's just a nice little thing to be sure. Yeah. No, it's not a nice little thing. It's like pretty big, yo. That's fair enough. <laughs> I mean, I mean, with sword size does matter, you know. It's like a, that it's is a, true. That is yes, true. It's a good sword. Uh, so, kind of want it. No, not kind. I, I like. Damn, I, can you get it for me? Is she? I suppose we are doing this. I was gonna be indignant on Moss's behalf, but then I realized she doesn't need me to do that. She's just gonna do mm -hmm. this thing. Great. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's. Uh, I mean, it is my birthday. Uh huh. Is it? No. No. No sure. Yeah, I didn't think it was. <laughs> July 16th. Moss has missed 14 of my birthdays. Okay. Anyway, be right back. Uh, let me just handle this real quick. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I have an idea. Um, the reason I'm not doing this myself is that I'm monstrous away from trauma. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. OK. So I'm just going to go over to this guy. I'm like, whoa, that was, uh, sorry, we tried just trying to. Uh, to stop the fire, you all right, sir? And I'm gonna like kneel next to him and like reach out a hand and like uh, pretend to him help him up. And then I'm gonna rub. Uh, I'm taking my my spices and I'm gonna rub like some sort of pepper sauce in his eyes. Oh my God. That that would oh. be like a, 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 a enough distraction for me to be able to grab the sword, right? Oh, okay. Yes. Yes, it would. <laughs> Um, okay, the way you're framing this, I don't think it's desperate because he was ready to attack an assailant, not someone coming to help him. Mm -hmm. I do think it's risky just because you're trying to grab a sword of a guy yes. who would like to keep it. Uh, but I, I guess it's standard effect. I guess you can steal this. So let's call it risky standard. All right. Um, let's see. Like he's a pretty dangerous fighter, but you're not attempting to fight him. So that's why it's not desperate. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm trying to decide whether this should be whether like the whole like uh, paprika powder incident should be a, a finesse or a sway because that because like it's it's both a deceiving yeah. this guy and a throwing stuff in his face. Yeah, I feel like it's more of a finesse. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, okay. Mm -hmm. So, uh, finesse, risky, standard. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I, I, is there, is there a devil's bargain? Yes. Yeah, I was is. like, let's, let's go for a devil's bargain. Uh-huh. Uh, yes, there is, I think, an, uh, an interesting devil's bargain. Remind me, have you studied the sword school? You have not, right? You have not practiced martial arts. I have no idea how swords work. Yeah. Stick you, up uh, with the pointy you end. Not, like a student of, uh, of Ramu. <laughs> okay, Arya. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, you are not uh, a student of Ramu. Okay, cool. Um, then the devil's bargain I had in mind actually didn't work, but let me think of another. Uh, I think the most the most obvious one I can think of. This isn't super creative, but uh, I think the most obvious one I can think of is you're letting him get a good look at you here. 
And mm. though you are pretty anonymous and you blend into a crowd, I think this is just like he will get a good look and enough at you that he will know who took it. That's your devil's bargain. You may not want to take that because this is a pretty dangerous guy. He won't be your rival right away, but he will try to find you. Mm-hmm. Um, now nah, this sounds interesting. This sounds like character development. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna take it. Okay. Cool. Emma, I uh-huh. can't believe you just said this sounds like character development. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, yep. that's incredible. Please go on. Yes. So with the bonus die, it's a one, a three, mm. and a three. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> so maybe he will find you very quickly, indeed. <laughs> so I forgot what this guy's name was. Hambirao, right? That was his name. Mm-hmm. Uh- uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so um, what does he do? <laughs> yeah, so this roll fails. So you reach forward and he I think <laughs> I think what we learned about this guy is he's wily, he's a bodyguard. So you like you help him up, you have your free hand loaded with the spice powder, probably slightly wet, so it's like a paste that you can stick in his eyes easily enough. And he sees it at the last minute and he bites your hand. Oh, shit. It's one of those oh. spontaneous things as it gets close. He is not above fighting dirty, and he sees the trick coming at just the last moment. And he just snaps down on your hand. And it's like a bone-crunching pain, right? Because he bites hard. Uh, so yeah, level two harm to your hand. And then he kicks you away. Uh, wait, and sorry, he wait. realizes that you are a threat at this point, which is also very bad. Mm-hmm. Okay, then I think this is what's going to happen. Um, actually, Emma, do you want to resist it first, or...? Uh, There's so yes. much harm flying around this session, but it makes sense. So. Oh yeah, we yeah. deserve it. Uh, <laughs> you deserve it. <laughs> we we do we do deserve it. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna resist this. Mm-hmm. Okay. You do um, that first. Then. Yeah, just just I probably think... just prowess to like pull away your hand or exactly, something. Exactly. As he snaps. Exactly. Yeah. So I think you will resist it fully in this case. Mm-hmm. Uh, and his plan was, you know, spice powder in my mouth is a lot better than in my eyes, so... That is true. That's where the spices are supposed to go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's Eruvia, so, you know, they can handle it. Uh, okay, so I think I see this, and I say... So you I take say, one stress, and this guy flies to his feet and is well aware that someone has been trying to, like, attack him. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. This is what I'm going to do. Hey, bro, why are you trying to bite my sister, bro? That's, like, really fucked up, okay? <laughs> okay. Listen, I can see you're one of those falling star, like trolling star kind of types, you know, like uh, cool guys. You just have those red sashes. You jump up and down and you have the swords. Nice sword, by the way. Really cool. But, bro, you can't just go around biting women. (laughs) Not unless they ask for it. And your goal is is what? To distract him? Bro. I was like, okay, I was telling my sister over here that this sword is really cool and she's missed like 14 of my birthdays. So I thought it'd be like a nice birthday present. By the way, it's, my, it's totally my birthday today. But now I have to beat you up because you're like trying to bite my sister, bro. That's like, okay. And uh, oh, hello. Okay, Murad, uh, pilot, there you are. Come on. Uh, this man's trying to like bite Mo- sister Moss and so on. It's like not cool. We're going to beat him up, okay? Oh my God. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> Uh, remind me, what are your followers' tags? Are they loyal or brave or something? <laughs> they are man. loyal to Namu. And the problem is they are loyal to yeah. Namu. 
Yes. Uh, yeah, you know what? Because these guys were Ramu's rival too, I think it works. Like, Ramu also hated these snobby sword duelists. Thanks for that. So, yes. sure. I, I guess they were rushing with like a bar stool or something, because I mean, they're not armed, but they can. They're, they're good fighters. So, yeah. Yeah, I think you could do a group action to attack this man. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. I wonder uh, if but... I should bring out my weapons or. Hmm. No, I think I've been unarmed all this time. It would make sense for me to suddenly throw out weapons, right? Okay, so you're just going to try to beat on this guy unarmed. Yeah, and still listen. And your your goal is to disarm him. All right. Yes. Uh, yeah, this starts out at desperate limited, and it's only limited because you have help from your crew. This is mm -hmm. a fair fight. This is what this guy excels at. Mm -hmm. Okay, you can fine. There, but desperate limited it is. Fine, I'll mark some weapons, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Okay, let's see. Let me see what I can afford because we have. I'm on light load and we have the rigging. Okay, that's fine. Uh, right. I'm going to pull out my. On. They just seem to appear. Uh, mm -hmm. So I draw my my own sword. That's mm -hmm. like not bad. Yeah. That's a fine, elegant weapon. I think it we was probably to... disguised as a prop sword. Wait, didn't you give your sword to Salman? I guess you picked it up again. Uh, no, I marked another sword for that. Okay. Okay. Right. So you have two swords. Good. Actually, three swords, let me tell okay. you. Okay. So you draw your second prop sword that you had yeah. for the stage. Yeah? Yeah. So my... it turns out not to be a prop sword. Yeah. So my fine, elegant weapon, it's a pretty nice sword. It's quality too, because we have like. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we have like quality weapons. And my other thing is a fine buckler and blade. So it's like a small buckler, a bit bigger than like my hand. Mm -hmm. And at the end, there's like a sort of like punching dagger. So that's like on the other hand. And I kind of like uh, slam my sword against the buckler and I say, All right, boy, let's see what you got, okay? Oh my God, do you do a faster swordsman like that? So, with, with good weapons, I think you can get up to desperate standard. I think it's okay. possible for you to disarm him with the aid okay. of your cohort. Okay. And if it doesn't go well, we are going to get beaten the shit out of, and then we're going to be the ones. In jail. Yeah. <laughs> still it's not just beating the shit out of this guy has a sword and the right to kill. He works directly for the noble oh, houses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is mm. this is a master swordsman who is working for nobles who has every right to execute peasants if they are uppity. Peasants! Okay. Oops. But he, but he... Yeah, <laughs> like, like yelling from somewhere. Sorry. Yeah. We wish we were peasants. We aren't peasants anymore. That's the entire yeah. point. Yes, you are not anymore, but he doesn't know that. So, I must try to say. I was trying to say, can I still assist, or has there already been an assistance from the uh, the cohorts? But that doesn't. No, count, the cohorts right? are group actioning, so you can absolutely yeah, yeah. assist. Okay, mm -hmm. so I'm just or you like can fight as well if you want. Um, yeah, but like I can't can't fight. I don't have skirmish. Yeah. Like, okay. Dice in it. I don't think that's that's how most of the. Most is not a martial artist. No. Okay. No. Um, so I think Moss is actually just like uh, she she has attention to detail instead of uh, martial skills. So she's just like gonna pass, like gonna walk past you and be like, "Oh, by the way, his left foot is hurting." Yeah. Mm -hmm. Excellent. All right, an assist die for for Bidruhi. Mm -hmm. His left foot, his like right foot, his like right elbow, his like chain, all of it will be hurting soon. <laughs> mm -hmm. Very good. I wish it uh, yeah. yeah. 
that's that's uh this is how i die i guess i don't know is there <laughs> devil's bargain <laughs> uh okay uh yes uh, i think there is a devil's bargain and it's as uh, I, I think this makes sense for bidrahi so i started a clock for hambiral to find moss i think if you just use her name you just go like moss don't worry i then, did just use her name yeah okay good you did just use her name so then the devil's bargain is the clock will just finish and he will just be moss's new rival That's, okay if you're wow. okay with that moss then i'm I think good with that Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bro, All stop right. stalking my sister. Okay, then add Hambirau, <laughs> uh, a master swordsman, as your rival. Bismillah, that, alhamdulillah. Yes, and I think the reason that he's Moss's rival and not Bidrahis is he can respect a fair fight. He cannot respect trickery, <laughs> right? Trickery. So, mm-hmm. I don't know, biting a man? Okay. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. So I got a six. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also just take a stress. Yeah. So a trauma. Yeah. And <laughs> I think I think what is going to happen here is that he, your cohorts rush him as this distraction. Like you're, this is not a fair fight from your point. You're just planning to beat him up, right? And you realize in a split second. I'm going to frame your trauma this way. You step in at the last moment with your buckler and catch it, but. Both of your friends, both Pilot and Murad, would have been killed in a split second as a result of your actions. And you realize this, right? This It's mm-hmm. basically just luck that they don't. You like happen to step right when he lunges right at Murad, and you see the trajectory of his blade towards Murad's throat, and you like deflect it at the last second, but you have endangered these people's lives, and you have seen in a flash how easily both of these friends of yours could have been killed. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't Shit. actually happen because you roll the six. However, it is probably very traumatizing. I think they realize it too. They were like, ah, oh, we're going to take down this fucker. And he just basically was an inch away from murdering them. Mm-hmm. We, will, we will come back to this, but mm-hmm. I'm haunted now. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh... And then, uh, like, basically, as I said, by skill, but also by luck, you just happen to go in the right direction. You like bash his hand with the buckler against the table. He drops the blade. Murad hits him with a bar stool and throws him out the window. Mm-hmm. It's all over very, very quickly. He is like knocked away, sent flying, mm-hmm. and his sword clatters to the f- clatters to the floor from the table. Okay, so now we have a cool sword on the yep. ground. Mm-hmm. Uh, see, I already have a cool sword, and this is also a really cool sword. It's a cooler sword, but my sword mm-hmm. is still cool. Yes. Uh, however, I, I I pick it up. And I kind of am like looking at uh, Pilot and Murad, and I'm like, are you okay, guys? Uh, uh, yeah, boss, I reckon so. Is that what they sound okay. like? Okay, okay, okay. That's, that's Murad's <laughs> voice now, apparently. Okay. <laughs> okay, okay, good, very good. I'm glad that you are both still alive, Pilot. Uh, excellent work, very nice. Um, Sister Moss, yeah. are you okay? Um. That was that was close, wasn't it? Yes. Uh, uh, this is for you. I give you the sword. Oh my God! Okay. No, you should keep it. No, no, no. You keep it, please. Uh, please, you keep it. <laughs> okay. I guess most you now have a bejeweled sword. <laughs> it's just... Okay. Oh, sure. Right. I will point out. Now you also have a fine, yes. elegant weapon. You have your <laughs> rival's fine, elegant weapon. Yes, you do. <laughs> Anyway, where Why? is this guy now? 
it probably has his name on it. Uh, Murad hit him with a bar stool after he was disarmed and threw him out a window because Murad is not elegant, but he's pretty strong. So okay, because yes. um, like from I'll, I'll I'll context this a little bit. Like Moss's uh, trauma that she got from like forty years of uh, her life being a lie on stage. Uh, is paranoid, paranoid that she will lose other people, that, that she will lose the people that she has yeah. now also. Uh, yeah. And that almost happened. Um, yeah. So if it's at all possible, she would like to just kill this guy. Oh okay, God. yeah, sure. You can absolutely go outside and attempt to do that. So I guess the score continues. <laughs> no, more. no, Sister Moss, okay. Let's, what are you doing? Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. Good, you are starving outside. Can I, I mean, can I, like, it can also you? it can also be like okay, there's enough of enough score and he's gone, but we'll we'll like deal with yeah, it in downside. Yeah, I want to give you a shot at this though. I think I think yeah. it makes fictional sense. If you're trying to kill him right now, you can totally attempt it. But he's not harmless just because he's lost his sword. And I have trauma okay. doubt, so I think what's going to happen is that I'm gonna okay, sister must let's go, and I think I'm running, and I expect you to follow me. Yeah, <laughs> I was about to say. So Moss, it's you alone versus this guy if you want to pursue him. At least you have a cool mm. sword now. Yeah. And zero, zero dice in skirmish. <laughs> yeah. Um, I yeah. Um. Oh, this is this is a big like this is a big uh like draw tearing apart of two things that I want right at this moment because at at one. Point, I want to f- make sure this guy can't deal with us in the future or can't harm us in the future. But on the, on the other hand, um, I really don't want to lose sight of Bidrohi. Um, yep. So, yeah, uh, it's an interesting character decision here. Do you go after Hambira or Bidrohi? Um, I think I'm going to go after Bidrohi and deal with this guy later. Okay, there we go. Then you withdraw with your new cool sword. Pilot and Murad withdraw with you. And I think finally the score wraps up after an insane amount of chaos. <laughs> the fuck? And, yeah. yeah um... Okay. So you accomplished all your goals. You have the blue book. Uh, you have the the friendship of the awakened Salman. And uh, and I think Bidrohi managed to save the girl, kind of. Although how how happily she will look upon all this depends on what you do with the book. But... Look. But I mean, you can look at it at least before you hand it over it's at a them. Great score, guys. Uh-huh. We got everything that we wanted. It was only four traumas. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Literally everybody traumat, right? Things occurred. Yes. yes. Give the woman the goddamn book. Let's <laughs> <laughs> yes, get you that book. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, payoff. Is <laughs> it payoff or chaos? <laughs> payoff. Yes. Let's go into payoff. So, someone, please track this on the uh, on the crew sheet. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you earn two rep per default. If the target of the score, which is House Ankayat here, uh, you get. Uh, so plus they five. are. Yeah, plus five. However, I however think that you were not targeting House Ankayat directly, but a member of it. So we'll treat them as, as tier four. I think okay. that makes sense. Sure. So one less, uh, okay. because this was not like a hit at the house's holdings or estates. It was just a member of it, but a pretty powerful member. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Good. Uh, 
then you earn coin. So here's what's going to happen rewards-wise. You have the friendship of Salman, and what will happen to him is unclear, because he was knocked out and left behind here. And it'll take him some time, I think, to recover. Uh, he may have to like run and hide from Hassan Kayat and whatnot. Uh, so uh, we will see what becomes of him, but that's one part of it. And then there is the book. And the book, if you just straight up sell it to, or, you know, Mumtaz and her gang, if you just agree to the deal, uh, they will give you eight coin for this, because this is serious loot. This is a very mm -hmm. valuable tome. Uh, and mm -hmm. you took on most of the risk, because they can effectively now just present as like, oh, no, we were just innocent performers on stage. I don't Some know what the hell happened. happened so. uh, particularly since they went, yeah, they went nowhere near the book. So um, that can happen. Or you can keep the book and study it, in which case it will be hugely valuable. Uh, and I think there is even a possibility of a combination here, where you hang on to the tome mm -hmm. for a little while and try to like study it and get the sense of what it is. But if you do, they will still pay you the same, but you won't get the faction status achievement with them because they'll figure out what you're up to, right? Like, deal's a deal, we'll still buy it off you, but they won't immediately be like, oh yeah, sure, you did this to help us, thank you very much. So it's a choice between eight coin and getting the chance to study the book, or eight coin and getting the blue smoke troop to be basically your allies. Is it plus three with them? Is that what you're saying? Damn. Yeah, I think so. I think it's plus, th I think it's plus three. Yeah. They already like you. And if you just go like, we'll give you the book, no questions asked, that's a pretty big sign of trust because they know that you know this is a dangerous mm -hmm. tome. And if you just give it to them straight away, they'll be very happy. <laughs> and if you don't, there'll be loose ends, right? I mean, if we need to study this thing and they have it and they're our friends, we can just study it, right? Yeah, you can, you can ask for information from it, but you won't have unrestrained access to it. You can't just read right. it at your leisure. And there may be things in there that they want to keep secret for themselves. But it sets you up to ask nicely for it later. It's just no guarantee that they, they will probably, any such request will probably come with strings attached, right? Yeah, well, Saida, auntie, we did this for you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think, um, like, I like the plus three. I think it's great. And I think given that, like, the last score that we did, instead of making the money, we were like, we're just going to be nobles now. It might be a good idea to just make some money. Yes, I yeah. agree. Um, All right. We have a lot of harm and so on to recover yeah. as well. Mm -hmm. So yeah. So eight coin and an alliance with the blue smoke troop, but no insight on what the hell the book actually was. Mm -hmm. Sounds like I think if possible, what I want to do is when we sell it, um, I want to be able to like pass them a message saying we hope to be able to study we know like it, it, it's that i know what a favor i'm doing for you right so i hope to be able to like fine i may not be able to get like look at everything but something Absolutely. because i know like yeah 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 they can assist you now but it'll be one of those like it's their yeah. book and you can study yeah, specific yeah. pages under their supervision yeah yada, yada. Oh, it's think... okay well, it's okay we'll just steal it from them later so mm -hmm. yeah we're yep. very stealthy that's yeah, that's that's what they say about us is that we're very stealthy. Great. Uh -huh. Okay. So two coin each. Yep. Okay. Oh boy, coin. Ooh, money. Yeah, we have not yet established a ward boss. It's on the way. I'm thinking oh, Peregrine man. is yeah, <laughs> progressing in that direction, sense, but yeah. mm -hmm. uh -huh. it hasn't happened yet. 
Yeah, we thought about Al-Qadir and Khatam, but um, that man's a goddamn moron. I would love to have yes. him as my ward boss, because I bet I could <laughs> call him into paying us for each score that we do. <laughs> yes. Uh, and finally, Heat. This can this be nothing short of wild sense. and devastating exposure. Yep. You summoned a demon in front of witnesses. This is yeah. six Heat. Man, just man straight set off himself base. on fire uh-huh. and then walked around. Yeah, like then there's... Then there was a plus one for a high-profile or well-connected target. Salman, he was the mm-hmm. target. It was not on hostile turf and you were not at war. And killing was not actually involved, because in the end you avoided anyone being killed. Yeah, so. and no guns were shot either. So mm-hmm. it's actually just 6-8. Just 6-8. Yeah. Seven. Okay. Because uh, you get one for Salman. And we have like the yes. minus two heat per score. Yeah. So actually, oh, okay, yes. so what this means is that it fills up the heat track, which means we get a wanted level, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Cool. And so then it goes down to zero because any spillover is removed by your special abilities. So yes, okay, nice, okay. So you have a wanted level, and then we roll entanglements, and then we're done. Yeah. Okay. I'll um, roll the entanglement. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Two. So but that two on is. Zero hate isn't that bad, is it? No, it's not. It's gang trouble or the usual suspect, and I think it's gang trouble. It's cohorts causing yeah. trouble due to their flaws, because. Yeah. Pilot and Murad realized that they were pretty close to dying here. Yep. And yep. like they're loyal to you, but they get shaken by this. They get shaken yeah. pretty bad. Mm. And so you can lose face for if it rep equal to your tier plus one. Make an example of one of the gang members or face reprisals is how it works. Now I'll tell you what they will do, and then you can uh and you can decide, right? And what the way that they will make trouble is that they are uh, shaken, but I think that they deal by this through uh, bravado, you know, trying to keep up a brave face. And so they are uh, absolutely going to start shit-talking uh, mm. the Falling Stars crew. <laughs> Just going like, you know, ha, we got away, we can the do this. The problem is... So, you know, they're, they're scared. That sounds yeah, cool. That sounds cool as fuck. Yeah, maybe no one is. Yeah. So I'm guessing you're facing reprisals yeah. from Come the wrong party bro. in that case, and we'll ad- yeah. adjust your faction status appropriately. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I, I think we'll handle it that way. Let's not linger on it, make it a scene. Yeah. Let's just have the Falling Star School be more upset with you than they already were. Okay, so minus two instead of minus yep. one? Yeah. Okay. Excellent. So Falling Star is at minus two. Uh, was there any other faction status that was affected? House and Kayat has gone down to minus two, Falling Star to minus two, Blue Smoke Troop to plus three. I think those were all the factions involved. Yep. At least directly. Yep. Mm-hmm. So it is. Yep. Uh, oh, hmm. I think actually you will get plus one status with the Living Gods. Hmm. Because Salman now walks among their ranks. Okay, should we... And the, li- the living gods are not controlled by any of the demon houses. They are demon worshippers. So I actually think they don't mind this. Should we make one up for Salman? I think uh, he is the king of lies. I think that he is, you know, he's it's one of those weird things where he kind of embodies the deity he's he the represents. Snake. So, mm-hmm. But what I mean is instead of like... Plus one uh-huh. with living gods, how about we just make a King of Lies faction and give plus one with that? Uh, sure. Mm-hmm. Sure, we can do this. 
Cool. King of Lies. How? What faction is that? What tier? Oh, yeah. Uh, I think that he is. So if he had been able to teleport out of there, he would have been tier two weak. But actually, since he was knocked out, and House Ankayat will have an opportunity to weaken okay. him, he will be tier one strong. Okay. I think. This is you were kind of a little bit at cross purposes yeah, I mean, there, still right? Like but... one guy and somehow twice as strong as us. So you know. Yeah. I mean, he walked around while on fire and effortlessly flamethrowed things. So yes, he is uh, powerful. Okay. New buddy. Yep. All right. And I think he's friends with Saeed, but he has plus one with the crew just through extension. All right. Here close the doors to the House of Endings. Those who dwell within are Sohem, called Chloe. Adiat, called Soap, Sametri, called Tree, and Emma. I have been Prince, your host. Our city of Uduasha is based on Blades in the Dark by John Harper and Evil Hat Productions, with special thanks to Johnstone Metzger. Follow us on Twitter, or support us on ko-fi.com slash desperateattune. If you want to engage further with us, we also have a Patreon at patreon.com slash desperateattune, where you will get our newsletter, extra content, and updates from Uduasha. Uh, inhaling the scent of the poesy promenade. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I and I look at Moss and I say, Mossapu, how are you with poetry? Are you are you like a fan? Um, well, it's certainly something that I appreciate from time to time. Yes. Mm-hmm. You? Okay. I love a good poem, but more than the good poem, I love comedy. And if we stand here long enough, very soon, we will see many people trying to cross this bridge who have like no money. And they will be like, can I have, can I give you a poem instead? And then they will say a poem and it's mostly like absolute dog shit. And this <laughs> old man will get more and more pissed off because he's a real poet. So we're going what? to stand here and watch it. It's going to be fun. What? They're literally <laughs> playing with songs in Uruasha. Yes, well, only here. I mean, it's a really cool romantic idea, uh, but it didn't take off anywhere else. I th I wish it would have. It would have been like super cool, you know? Then I could get like stuff for free everywhere.